Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swerve Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you on this fine Wednesday? It's such a fine Wednesday that, uh, you know, th- today's good, but it's two days' time that I'm really interested about because pa- uh, Patreon people, podcast people, might not have seen this. The podcast only people who don't watch the YouTube channel stuff we put out. You'll, you'll hear a little bit about it on this video today. But we were... They won't. They were, You took that bit out? Yeah, that bit that, that oh, well, well, okay out. then. Well, another reason to go to the YouTube channel so you can see our shameless plugs <laughs> in the middle of videos that Luke they're, edits they're, out. Well, they're more visual plugs, mm. so it doesn't really work in an audio format. Sure. But... Uh, well, they just I, get they get the Patreon adverts. Much better. I was recording the WrestleTalk News. Sorry, it's, bra- it's a brand new Patreon advert today as well. Those who love the Patreon advert and don't press the like forward 15 button to skip things are going to hear a new version of it today. Which uh, I've got a funny story to tell. To, well, not oh, a funny I, story, but I'll, I'll tell that story in a minute. I can't wait. Yeah, I would hope so. You're trampling all over my plug. Sorry, you plug away. So I'm recording the WrestleTalk News and Luke walks in and I'm like, mate, I'm recording the WrestleTalk News here. Go away. And you say, but we've just had a delivery. And it was a present from WrestleTalk Corporate. A very nice present. Yeah, well, we yeah. think it's a nice present. Yeah, uh, WrestleTalk Corporate are, of course, our big uh, media company that owns us. Yeah, they sold overlords. our souls away to. Yeah, our robot overlords. Yeah, and uh, yeah, opened it up. It was the Money in the Bank briefcase. And inside that was a note that said, do not press or do not use until the 500k day party video that everyone should go and watch that you're putting up this Friday and a red button like a literal red button with the words panic 
inscribed onto it. Which you'd think is a bad thing. Mm, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to press it. I see a red button. I've been conditioned by the BBC to want to click that red button for interactivity. Absolutely. <laughs> All the interactivity. So podcast people... Make sure you tune into the YouTube channel on Friday. And see the... Oh, it's going to be yeah. a video-only uh, Wrestle Ramble, yes. I'd assume. And we're going to do a regular well, Saturday nice. episode. It's, we're going to have the party in here. But it's yeah, we're just going to record our celebration party of half a million subscribers. And we're going to press this button and see what happens. But we are going to have a regular Saturday episode as well. Oh, of course. We yes, will, that, yes. That, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what podcast listeners are interested in. Oh, my we're God. Not- we can't deprive people of their long-form free content, Luke. <laughs> exactly. They go crazy. They certainly do, especially yes. if it's shorter. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe they don't care if it doesn't happen at all. Well, I don't think podcast listeners, like the people who only listen to the podcast version of this, are too... Maybe they need a name. If you are a member of, of the SWAP Nation that only listens to the podcast, email in any suggestions you have for what you think you should be called. Mm. Uh, that's luke at wrestletalk.com. Um, because those people... Um, I can't remember the point I was going to make now. No, it's you, wanted, oh, you wanted yeah, them to come up with no, a no, name. No, uh, uh, because they don't really feel the effects of short episodes that uh, the YouTube mm. uh, nation tend to because we get some complaints from there that are only 25 minutes long. But podcast listeners get like another 20 minutes extra worth of inane rambling. So the episode's about 40 minutes long. Therefore, doesn't feel like a short episode. We struggle to edit ourselves in real time. Yes. We are quite bad for that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just keep everything in because it makes it easier for me to edit. Do you want to... Uh... Uh, do you want to tell your story? Your hilarious well, it's, anecdotes? it's not really a hilarious anecdote, but, but uh, gonna tell it I'm anyway. going to tell it anyway. So it, the Patreon advert that I recorded today is going to be, you'll hear it halfway through this episode. Uh, there's even some new music that I'm uh, going to be uh, toying fancy. around with. Isn't it? It is fancy. I'm, I get so excited when I edit the Patreon podcast because I like to play around with the music choices. Um, but... I was listing off, um, I'm plugging Ramble Club, and I'm listing the sort of matches that we we talk about on, on the Ramble Club. So I'll talk about us reviewing the Golden Lovers versus Marty Skrull and Cody. Match. I talk about us reviewing Austin Aries versus Eli Drake from Impact. Didn't see it. Good match. And then I was also mentioned Will Ospreay versus Kazuchika Okada from uh, New Japan's New Beginnings. Fantastic match. A fan- Where was the 46th anniversary 46th show? 46th anniversary show, yes. Uh, which was a fantastic match and one that I was very excited for us to put in there. But I kept fluffing up my pronunciation of Kazuchika Okada. It's a hard name to say. It's a hard name to say. I kept getting it wrong. So I did about four takes of it and I finally got it right and I felt super chuffed with myself because I very rarely get Kazuchika Okada right. I've said it so many times now I'm feeling very confident about it. And then I go back and I listen to the playback. What did I say? I said Will Osplay. Will Osplay. That was the easy one to say and I got it wrong. I got it wrong, golly. Well, we were saying that could be his gaming channel. Yes, a bit like like Michael Plays. Oh, I don't know who that is. Remember we Michael- Oh, Michael Hayes' gaming yeah. channel. Michael PS Plays? Yes. Michael PS Plays, he only plays PlayStation games. Do you, that's good. Do you, you remember about two or three years ago, in the early, early, early days of our relationship, yeah. when you trying to pronounce Chiwetel Eofor's name oh, drove yes. you insane? Didn't I just... Actually, because someone had told me it was I had to pronounce it pronounce it wrong... And I had written it correctly in my notes. And I was like, well, I mean, it's written Chiwetel Asia 4. Is it Asia 4? I think it's Asia 4. Chiwetel Asia 4. But someone had told me it was pronounced something differently. And I was like, well, it doesn't look like that. Mm. Oh, and you had to edit that as well. Yep. 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 
Good. That was good. fun. Thank you. Um, should we do some quick bit of correspondence before we move on? Because we've, we've got three bits to go. So this first one is from Joseph Parr, um, who writes to us uh, to say that I lost my mum to cancer, which spread to the spine and brain. Wrestling has helped me, but especially you and Ollie, you put a smile on my face every time I listen to the Wrestle Ramble. I just want to say thank you for making a hard time so much easier. Many thanks, Joseph Parr. Well, thank you very much uh, for your email, Joseph Parr. Very sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, but, you know, listening to resting being amongst friends it's always a good way to to kind of get over the bad times that's it we're a big wrestling loving happy family we certainly so are. we are reaching through your ears through your ear listening device and creepily hugging you like electronic ghosts right now joseph parr <laughs> and whispering in your ear while we electronically hug you which are swaft which are a bit like uh, i reckon do you know what? i think bailey gives great hugs I mean, I know it's a gimmick, but I just genuinely think she would also give very good hugs. This is the start of a creepy conversation. <laughs> this is like when I say, I think, I think you know, like me and, uh, I don't know, enter someone I very much fancy. I don't know, who could that be? I'm just because Christina Hendricks. I think me and Christina Hendricks would just genuinely get along, you know, like just as friends. <laughs> just as friends, though. And that's my That's my brain trying to, like, work a way into it where it's not just leching <laughs> uh, we've got an email here from uh, Pratesh Patel who was one bit of feedback for the show I'm a, I'm a fan of going through the show in order talking about Raw and Smackdown sure. reviews rather than talking about the main angle first and then going into each bit in order curious to get other people's thoughts about this and where this new order came from understandable if this is voted for by the majority so well, there is a reason why we do this do you want to go into it? yeah well the new order just came in one day Originally, it was just two guys, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then uh, th- then they revealed Hulk Hogan to be the third member. Because originally, it was an, an outsider change. Yes. But now it's the new order. As, so you're making an NWO joke? Yes. Yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, no, it's because uh, we found, especially on YouTube, that... Uh, if we just do, if we just go into a play-by-play, a lot of people tune out at the start because we'll call a video something like Undertaker returns to WWE. And of course, people will see that title and they'll click on it and want us to talk about that immediately, which is understandable. Very understandable. That's the, that's the video they clicked. But what they get is about half an hour of us talking about nonsense. What happened on Raw before The Undertaker's return, or whatever the example would be, and then we talk about it. By which point, they've already left, they've gotten angry, they've clicked down vote or left a nasty comment. And uh, even though we say, you know, you can skip ahead, use the timestamps, no one, I think very few people that, like, first of all, they've got to consciously hear that, and then they've got to actually go in, and, you know, they're all friction points. So we decided to talk about the main, like, the main thing first, and then we can go back uh, and and do it all in order. So sorry, British, that one isn't going to change. I'm afraid, yeah, and I'm in agreement with Ollie on this one. Uh, we've also got an email here from Graham Neal. I recently had an Oscar viewing party with about ten friends. This is in uh, relation to um, wrestling gimmicks going into real oh, life okay. situations. Okay. And when Roger Deakins won Best Cinematography at the 14th time of asking, mm. I tried to start a "You Deserve <laughs> It" chant, but was met with blank stares. After explaining it, I can say that I managed to get the chant. 
over. So here's hoping I can break it out again. See, uh, say if I see someone running to catch a bus and get on. <laughs> that's quite good, actually. Mm. Someone's running to the bus, because that's always the worst. When I haven't had to catch a bus in quite a number of years, because I don't really need to get the bus anywhere. But when you're running for it, and you just about get it. I once got thrown off a bus uh, for that. So I was running to the bus, and I said, whoa, 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 hold on. I was about, like, 15. Yeah. And, uh, and, then he, and he saw me, looked at me, closed his doors, and he pulled off. And I went, oh, what a heel. and I went, oh, you, and I swore. I think yes. I called him a B word. And then um, he stopped. A bad man. A bad man. I called him a very bad mm. man. An utter bad man, I think yes. I probably said. Uh, and he, he stopped, opened up his doors. I got on. I was like, oh, thank you so much for stopping. He's like, what did you call me? Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, sorry? And he's like, what did you call me? And I said, well, I was just I was stressed out. I ran for the bus. And he was like, get off. And then I had to get off uh, and wait And there's no minutes. way you can win that because if you swipe your oyster and sit down, the hill set, I'm not moving the bus until you get off. And everyone else will hate you. Yeah. And you'll be even redder. I think about that every now and again. And I just think, mm. I wonder where he is now. I hate memories like that. That's so awful. like When you're just like, oh, I'm really happy. I'm just going to kick back and relax and think happy. Th- oh, no, I'm an idiot <laughs> from this moment in my past that means nothing to anyone else. <laughs> Uh, Graham concludes his email um, Also side note While watching the nominated films I saw Phantom Thread <laughs> And was momentarily taken out of the film When a very unusual spoon was seen close mm. up And thought I wonder if Ollie knows what spoon this is I have not seen Paul Thomas Anderson's latest masterpiece Phantom Thread Graham But I in, I will uh, I will endeavour to watch it yeah. And uh, I've been told it's mind-numbingly boring yeah. But I, I'm a fan of the director So I'll try And yeah I'll, I'll try and check out what spoon that is I, I'm uh, just just for anyone who doesn't know who Roger Deakins is. This is a one of the best cinematographers of all time, who's done many many films. Works with the Coen Brothers yep. and Christopher Nolan. He's had uh, fourteen uh, mm. nominations, and this was his first win. Yes, so uh, that's that's why that's uh, you deserve it. Chant got over. I, I I need to think of some. I must do loads in my real life. I yeah. spoke about the gimmicks one. You think, do you think you think of any? No, I haven't any that have come up to, come up in memory um, as of late. But while you are thinking about that, we've also been sent in two new theme songs. <gasps> no, we have indeed. So I'm not going to get time for the spoons, Luke. We can do this in the outro. Uh, so our first one is from um, Dan, uh, the mayor of Painesville. Dan, oh, I uh, love Dan, who also said that he bloody loves the '90s. So um, here is his version. He sent it as a video file. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> One is the genius, the other insane. The rambling fairly nice, the silver Jesus Christ. The Ollie, the Ollie and the Luke, 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 Luke. Oh, oh lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Dan. I like how I think you missed your cue at the start <laughs> because you had to rush the first bit to get in in time with the beat. I liked it. And it's almost more sinister coming from a German accent. Yes. I don't know why that is. That's not your fault, Dan. Just the way Hollywood movies have conditioned me. And uh, he also sent us an image with our faces <laughs> in so sp- uh, uh, over the pinky in the brain in which I'm the brain and you're pinky, which means uh, I'm the genius and you're insane. It's probably because I'm taller. He's just done it. Done yeah. It because maybe. Because of height. Um, and one last one, and this is from Carl McDonald, um, who has sent this, and I think this has got a bit of video attached to this version as well. It's a video? No. 
flying off the top rope here in Swaft Nation. Oh, I love Predictions her. and reviews. It's the Ramble. Might get a cheap pop. You'll never <laughs> press up. Wrestle Talk. Woohoo! Every day they're out there making Wrestle Talk. Woohoo! Tales of Raw and SmackDown and some random talk. Woohoo! Who wonder Ali lurks behind you? The fishmongers out to find you. What to do? Just tune in to some Wrestle Talk. Woohoo! Every day they're out there making Wrestle Talk. Woohoo! Tales of Raw and SmackDown and more Wrestle Talk. Woohoo! Not TV talk or <laughs> movie talk, no Yet. Wrestle Talk. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, lovely. Wonderful. Oh, who was that from? Uh, that was from, sorry, I was going to start playing uh, DuckTales video. That was from Kyle McDonald. Oh, Kyle McDonald. That was, I mean, I've, I'm a huge fan of the other submissions so far, but I would argue that was the most tonally close to a yes. song so far. And, I mean, you get bonus points as well. I suppose it's easy to get people really into the DuckTales theme song yeah. because there's involvement of the woo-hoos. Mm, so, call um, response. Call it, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think the only other one you might be able to get that would also get the same a similar reaction from me is maybe Inspector Gadget because that also mm-hmm. has doobie-doobie-doo, Inspector Gadget, doobie-doobie-doo-doo-doo. Maybe an Adam's Family. With the clicks. Yeah, with some clicks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much oh, for all your. Are you going to use this as an intro to a wrestle ramble? I actually might use that one because that's that, so that, good. that is genuinely. I feel, I feel bad for Dan because we're. <laughs> <laughs> because I really like. I really like. Was it Kyle's one? Uh, Kyle's one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's 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 awesome. Thank you very much for that, Kyle. Thank it's you. It's got a. It's got the full lyrics in the video as well. It has indeed. So we yes. could sing along. Like you can read along. Yeah. Oh, that's that's spectacular. Well, uh, we're going to dive into the show now. God, it's going to be a long podcast with these intros and outros. But make sure to stick around for the outro, because I've got a new spoon. The reason I'm so excited is because I'm amongst the few, I would argue, who has very fond memories of American Badass Undertaker. For those of you who are a little bit younger and might not have lived through the era from about... 2000? He made his return at SummerSlam 2000. Yeah, yeah uh, one of my favourite pay No, it wasn't SummerSlam 2000. Right, no. no, it wasn't SummerSlam 2000 at all. I can't remember which one it was It wasn't now. at all. It wasn't that at all. Uh, is, is when Undertaker, you know, was off for TV for Judgment a while. Judgment Day. Got there in the end. It was Judgment Day 2000. He was off TV for a while. I guarantee there's about 30 comments that have already said that. He was off TV for a while, and when he returned, he wasn't the dead man of old. He wasn't Purple Gloves, he wasn't Corporate Ministry Taker. He was riding a motorcycle with a bandana, flowing locks of ginger hair, and he was just, uh, well, he was an American badass. He occasionally had Limp biscuits rolling as his entrance music, which, as a teenager, impressionable, and dumb, I thought was the coolest thing on the planet. I mean, he came out to Kid Rock originally, yes. which I, I, as a fan of rap metal at the time, yes. I thought this is pretty great because I thought Kid Rock was very cool. Just the whole packaging of the under, the, the American badass version of the Undertaker, the the girl, the two like creepy twin girls. He's here. He's here. 
and then it goes. I'm not going to sing Kid Rock, but Luke is, and he'll come down on a motorbike, ride round the ring. It was awesome. And his because Undertaker is a great promo, right? But the Undertaker gimmick kind of restrains his character, much like Kane. Like you know, he's eviscerate this and damnation that doesn't really you know you, a Shakespearean actor is going to struggle with that kind of dialogue but as the American badass Undertaker could ju- Mark Calloway could just be a badass he just walked around going like this here's my yard now yeah and I'm the big dog in this yard well if yeah, you're, yeah if you're trying me I'll make you famous my favorite ad lib of American Badass Undertaker when he was heel he was getting the what treatment from the crowd can't remember when this was but he shut down the what treatment in the most brutal way anyone's ever done it's like the finisher of what treatments he just says uh, you know after a few what 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 he says if you sleep with your sisters say what and everyone went what what oh. I, you know not recently so yes the, the reason we're speculating this is of course John Cena cut a magnificent promo on this week's Raw he he came down this was after Fastlane he lost at uh, Smackdown so the idea was he has no Wrestlemania match but he comes down excited almost happy and he starts playing up to the crowd saying he's going to go to Wrestlemania as a fan even gets into the crowd at one point and he's chanting this is awesome this is how I'm going to be sips a, a, a fan beer dave Meltzer on his wrestling observer radio review said he actually this promo was so good and dave Meltzer has been reporting it's going to be cena versus undertaker since you know december and dave Meltzer said this promo was so good he texted one of his sources in wwe and said wait a second is undertaker cena not happening at wrestlemania and they went back, what, it, just wait, you're on a 30-second delay, it's already been announced. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, like, that's how good this promo was. And it goes up and down, and he, he really manipulates you. And at the end, he goes, well, or, you know, it's a long, it's, what, how does he actually lead into it? His scene is um, Undertaker thing. Yeah. So he, yeah, because he did like his, I'm going to go in as a fan, I'm just going to sit in the ringside. And he goes up to this fan and, and drinks his beer. This fan who was so happy that John Cena was next to him. And I was like, I thought to myself, I bet you you were booing him about 30 seconds before he jumped in. He's like, oh my mm. God, now he's next to me. Now I love him. With these get these hands t shirt. Yeah, what a mark. Yeah. Anyway, like, it seemed like a really nice guy. But um, I, I wish I was that guy because he looks so excited to be mm. there. And um, he, uh, so Cena gets back into the ring. And then he, he did his thing that he did a, a raw talk after Elimination Chamber and that he sort of teased on the raw following that where he's like I'm going against protocol here I'm going against uh, the WWE locker room etiquette and I'm just going to do it I've been told it can't happen but I'm going to challenge I'm challenging The Undertaker to a Wrestlemania match well he said specifically it's not management who have said it can't happen it's, it's Undertaker who said it can't happen and I thought that was a really nice spin on this mm-hmm. because then he could make it a bit more personal the last thing I want to see well not the last thing but I'm not the the, the dynamic of Cena you know I've never fought you and I want to face you out of respect or I want to face you because we've never done it before but Cena going you're a self-centered washed up egomaniac I'm like oh yeah that's Okay, this is this is like a blood feud. I believe he called him a self-absorbed egomaniac. The exact yeah. words that Sami Zayn then used on SmackDown Live. So it's clearly like their buzzwords at mm. the moment that they like to use. Um, but yeah, it was a re- just a really great promo. And then yeah, he kind of like cut it even deeper. 
which is where it's like, you know, stop teasing fans with your videos of workouts on your wife's Instagram account. I got a, ooh. ooh. It's not really an insult. But sometimes when someone says your wife in a promo, yeah. you're just conditioned to go, oh, no, whoa. But also it's it's mentioning the Undertaker's wife. He's meant to be mm. this sort of like mythical creature within yeah, WWE. So it, it's, it's breaking down this Undertaker myth and making him a man. Hence why a lot of people... Uh, and I, I, I at first thought you were going to say you were in the minority who think the American badass are coming back. And I was like, oh, I've had so many messages from people. I think that is very much a lot of people's uh, uh, theory that he's going to come back as as Mark Calloway or as the uh, the American badass. And because the Undertaker's retired, that's as a it. Character. Yeah, and this, so I. I, I didn't get that from this promo and then when Kid Rock got his Hall of Fame thing and they showed the American mm. Badass Undertaker and Kid Rock doing the, the music for that I, I didn't really sort of put the two and two together it never really crossed my mind because I've always uh, read that Undertaker wanted to end his career as the dead man uh, that was the gimmick he wanted to, to go out on and ride off into the sunset but just as we were talking about it here and you kind of mentioned uh, that you know it is is making it more personal, and you know it's making it about his wife and Instagram accounts and all this sort of stuff. It's he's not challenging the Undertaker character. He's calling out the Undertaker, mm. but it's not that character he he might get. He might get this more personal Mark Calloway American badass Undertaker. I, and I've got to admit, I'm not really into that. Oh, you see, I. I think a lot of people have got no interest in seeing The Undertaker come back. But if it's... I think there's a real poetic logic behind American Badass, real Mark Calloway coming back, rather than The Undertaker. It sort of protects what happened last year, even though that wasn't amazing. It, you know, it just... It makes me feel nicer about Taker coming out of retirement overall. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah, I want it to happen. I, But... Do, I don't think, like, I don't actually think it's going to happen. I just want it to happen because I think Vince loves The Undertaker. He just wants to keep wheeling them out every year. Uh, I I can't see... What would be awesome is for The Undertaker as American Badass to come back next week. What's that? Three weeks out from WrestleMania, I believe. And then you can have three weeks of, well, angles and shoot promos. Can you imagine an American Badass shoot promo on John Cena? And vice versa. Yeah, I mean that'd be it'd be pretty great, and it it works better if it is this Mark Calloway mm. version of the Undertaker as opposed to the Undertaker going like rest in peace. Yeah, but like him just being this is my or it was my yard. It's now Roman's right yard, and he can't even call himself the big dog anymore. But he could go back to I'll make you famous and go back to that gimmick yeah, again. Yeah. Dead Man Incorporated and all that sort of stuff. I used to love all that Sh- stuff. I did as well. Like I was, I nearly said to you at the start, like you know how sort of like oh remember the Undertaker, mm. you know remember this. Like, remember what a big deal it was when um, American Badass Undertaker was, I think it was in the SmackDown 2 for the PlayStation, and how a big deal it was. It was like, it was revealed, like, he's going to have his uh, his motorcycle entrance mm. in the game, even though in the game it was just the video playing and them walking in front of it. It was still like, he's on, he's going to be on his motorbike. Yeah. And then with SmackDown, I think it might be SmackDown 3 or 4, when you could do the Brothers of Destruction entrance, where Kane would come out and go, pyro keep rolling rolling and then the undertaker come out i thought the american badass undertaker was like the coolest thing but it does not hold up when you go back and look oh, at it it seems i've only done it in patches it seems it's quite lame when you go back and look at it well anyway i i think that it's probably it's you you won't see undertaker until the go home show i think that as yeah. well yeah absolutely and just to go for 
might get some comments about me being uh, cynical and uh, nostalgic, you know, for the nostalgia of the Undertaker, American badass. The uh, the Attitude Era podcast put it best when they said that he just looks like he doesn't look like a biker. He looks like a UFO enthusiast. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Haha, <laughs> it's a raw review looking jacked, man. So now we're into Raw itself. Let's do the play-by-play. It opened with Kurt Angle coming down to the ring to do the WrestleMania card rundown. And he's just going through things and he mentions oh and Brock Lesnar, who was advertised to be here tonight, he's not going to be here tonight. Love this booking. Do you? Love it. It's, it's so good because it's it's a way to turn people on Lesnar mm. and a way to people to get behind Reigns. It's a very clever way to do it. It's a way. It's a way. I'm, I think it's quite underhand in that you're now promoting Brock Lesnar for shows. And by all accounts, the walk-up 
was quite high for to, for Raw that night, that taping. And usually that's attributable to the big names advertised for the show. So a lot of people are going to buy tickets for the show to find out that one of the main draws isn't there. Two of the main draws, in fact, because the Ronda Rousey on every show until Mania was a mistake, apparently, by WWE.com. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, go I, up. I was surprised when she wasn't there. Same here. Uh, she was at medical testing. She was never booked to be there. Oh, wow. It was, that was incorrect. They made a mistake, but they never really rectified it. So there is... So, you t- you know, Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar, I'd be annoyed as a, a paying crowd member. Gotta remember, though, it is a carny business. Well, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's not a... It explains it somewhat, but it's not excusable. No, no. no and it's a very all. short-term There are thing. very few things in, res- in wrestling that are excusable. Mm. But this is very much a carny business, a bit of a carny thing to do. And I kind of dig it, you know? Maybe mm. it's because I'm not a paying customer. But, like... Uh, maybe I, I don't think I'd have expected Brock Lesnar to be at most shows anyway, because lol, he hasn't been there for most of them. The I mean, maybe I'd like it more if I was into Roman Reigns, if I was into the babyface mm-hmm. side. Uh, also, because WWE aren't exactly a big babyface thing that I you know I, I follow individual wrestlers more than I follow the big company, uh, but or loyalty-wise, I guess. Um, I, I it's not like all. Naughty Brock Lesnar for letting down WWE. I'm like, <laughs> Brock Lesnar's cool, like CM Punk when he went to leave yeah, uh, back in 2011. Way to look at it, yeah, yeah. Plus, so this brought out Roman Reigns after the announcement, and Roman Reigns effectively pretended to shoot. It was a solid performance. Uh, I di- I didn't believe it though. I saw someone acting rather than the, well, someone I, actually I would, being angry. I would argue this is where Roman is at his best, mm-hmm. is when he can cut... Uh, we said it last week, when he can cut these sorts of promos. This is when Roman is at his best. And, like, Roman is not the world's greatest promo. And he needs something like this in order... Like, something to kind of bite into and work around. It's, you know, it's far and away better than Suffer and Succotash. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, it I'm, is that. I, you know, I'm like you. I'm not... I, I I am a fan of Roman Reigns, but I am not into Roman Reigns in the mm. terms of like I'm not ex- you know I don't get really excited for the fact he's going to be winning the Universal Championship. I'm not excited to see him as a world champion. Like it's just, but I think he's a, a really good in ring worker. I was thinking about this when I was watching SmackDown this morning. If you had someone like AJ Styles, who everyone is super into in this role, this storyline would be so much better. Yeah, and yeah. it but it's we been saying it now for almost a year going up to a year on it it's a great story just told with the wrong guy mm. uh, so roman continued on his grievances and he actually said well you know what i'm angry at brock lesnar but i'm more angry at vince mcmahon for allowing this to happen yeah because he just walked past me backstage didn't tell me that brock wasn't here tonight i had to hear it from you kurt when everyone else found out in this in this audience and again i was just like Mm, now you're making it about the McMahons. This is such like a crux for WWE booking. All we need to make it feel serious. Let's just put Vince in it, like uh, the stuff with Kevin Owens last year. Well, I'd also argue as well. I feel like I'm just defending WWE, and I'm not. Go I'm ahead, not, I'm go not, ahead I'm not, man. Someone I, needs to. And I'm not. I'm not really defending WWE. I'm just sort of looking mm. at it from a WWE mindset, I suppose. Um, the last time Roman Reigns was super over as a babyface, and when like crowds were genuinely popping for him and were super into him going for the championship, is when he was going up against Sheamus and the League of Dorks 
and that was all McMahon based as well. Yeah. Like when he won the title in Philly, the crowd went absolutely nuts when he won the title in Philly because it was a really great moment. He'd finally he'd beaten Vince McMahon, he'd conquered the League of Dorks, and you know, he was champion. So maybe this is just them looking at like, well, the crowd are really into Roman as a babyface when he's going against Vince because mm. Vince is a great heel. He's a great heel character. So maybe this is, you know, it's another little wrinkle to this to try and help people cheer Roman Reigns. I, I, I get why they're doing it. Well, the Wrestling Observer reported last Thursday that the mentality in WWE at the moment, because they know Brock Lesnar, well, they, they believe Brock Lesnar to be leaving for the UFC once his contract is up after Mania, is to downplay Lesnar. So what better way to do that than to really make the feud between Vince and Roman rather than Vince and, uh, sorry, Roman and Brock. That makes sense. So Roman and Roman is angry about this. because Actually, I'm going to go back there and do something I shouldn't do. But, you know, it, it all felt staged to me. It didn't actually feel chaotic. Like, Man, you're so, you're so but, cynical. But okay, everything on it. SmackDown did feel chaotic. So I'm, it's I'm, not like WWE can't do it. Well, no, I, I wasn't thinking that this was looking chaotic or anything. I just thought this was actually a really cool moment of him walking back into Gorilla. And, like, it was... I mean, it makes no sense because Shane is there. Mm. And, like, that, it, it's that thing of, like, okay, what is kayfabe? What is a work? Because yeah. you can't have it Brother. both ways. Um, and But I, I thought this was a really cool moment of him storming backstage and, and speaking to Vince. Because no one was expecting to see Vince there. Like, when we watched, tuned in to watch Raw... No one thought, oh, he's going to walk backstage and have a, a confrontation with Vince and Shane will be there. And it, it and a lot of people complain about predictability. Mm -hmm. This was a fairly unpredictable moment. It was unpredictable, but I didn't believe it. Okay, so it's, enough. you know, like if it was, if it was anyone else, not anyone else, but if it was the right person, this would have been yep. an awesome angle. If it was punk, then I'd be like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Well, as I said, if it was any, yeah. it's the right story with the wrong guy. Uh, so Reigns goes backstage, as you said. He sort of squares off with Vince in gorilla position while Vince is producing. Shane's there, weirdly, that they didn't really explain. And Vince is like, cuts a commercial, comes back. Renner Young is outside Mr. McMahon's dressing room. Made very clear that it's... it's because they're two different people. It's a character. It's the WWE character. And Roman comes out and then walks off in a bit of a spoilt brat huff like he wasn't badass stone cold didn't kick the door down and then stone cold stunner rene which would have been you know like yeah. that's that's what you would have done in the attitude era what stunning women, women. were getting beaten yeah. up all the time <laughs> now you just you know you stun a vince mcmahon and you get you actually make him seem cool so this is some conspiracy theory play here i've already told you about this you have indeed vince mcmahon come, mr mcmahon comes out next and is like brock will be here next week i promise that but is that an actual promise or is is it to set up for another swerve and Roman Reigns is indefinitely suspended so the way Roman walked out Mr McMahon the way Vince sort of played this segment is this the start of collusion because Vince knows in storyline Brock is going to leave they keep referencing Brock's leaving so would Roman Reigns turn heel siding with Vince to screw Brock out of the championship at Mania, turning Roman heel. It's the best thing to do. Best thing to do for character and business. Whether they're going to do it is a different thing, but I thought the seeds were there. It's certainly possible. Um, we'll see. Come on, man. No, give me something. No, man. I mean, I, I'm not sure I buy it. Because, um, I mean, I, I don't know how many times we have to go through it, but like, I don't think Roman's ever turning heel. But he's not John Cena. He's not... He's not as good as John Cena. In, no, that's, in, that's for damn sure. Yeah, and like, so you can't really... It, I just don't know. I think you've got to turn... Broken record. Yeah. So Sasha Banks uh, versus beating Sonya Deville next. 
Uh, Bailey came down with her arms crossed. Hugging herself. Mm, Yes. She looked very grumpy. And... uh, Banks had an, and Sonia Deville had an okay match. I like Sonia Deville. I'm a big fan of Sonia yeah. Deville. I really like her. I've, I've said it before. I think she's improved greatly since coming up from NXT. Mm. I think she's great. And uh, Banks, well, Mandy Rose tried to get involved, but then Bailey chased her off, which helped Banks tap out Deville for the win. Yeah. However, afterwards, Absolution jumped in. They beat up Sasha Banks, and Bailey walked off. As I've just written here, Absolution suck. Mm, yes, a pointless unit. Uh, and I don't. Which my think, wife has often said. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we're getting Banks versus Bailey at Mania. No, they're going to be part of the uh, the battle royal. Good old battle royal. Uh, maybe Paige will just stand on the corner and not get involved in anything, and then carefully eliminate herself. Or no, she did not touch. She's not even allowed to lay in a boot. No, but I think she'll do. Um, you know what some managers do at like during the Royal Rumble. They'll come out with their person. And then just walk to the back. Although yes. it's a battle royal, so I suppose you can just go and shout from ringside. Yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah. So that's that's coming up later in the show. The fabulous Moolah, controversial fabulous yeah. Moolah. We'll, then we we'll got the Kid Rock Hall of Fame announcement. A r- huge pop. They wisely did this in Kid Rock's hometown. Smart play, of Detroit. I was like, why is everyone going crazy <laughs> for de- Kid? And then then they said it. It's yeah, it's Detroit's own. And I was like, oh well, that makes sense. They put someone over in their hometown. <laughs> and it works. What a novel concept. Uh, then we got a Miz TV segment with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Yeah, uh, and this Finn was... Finn Bluer, rather. Finn Bluer, yeah. This was... Um, I think you said this in your Raw review, which perfectly um, illustrates this point. The Miz was trying to turn Seth and uh, Finn against each other. Seth and Finn then said, we're not turning against each other. And then they turned against each other and had yeah. a match. Yeah, so turns out The Miz was right. Well, they beat up The Miz first, and then they turned on each other, and then Miz is outside, like, you know, he's smiling, and they book the match for later on. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's good for The Miz, and I do really, I, I'm really enjoying the Balor-Rollins yeah. professional rivalry. That's the best thing in this Yeah, show, yeah, absolutely. by far. Uh, so yeah, it's... It's ticking along this feud. It's you know we're still. This was the four weeks out from Mania, so this yeah, isn't uh, when you play your big hand. Exactly. The, you know, SmackDown had the same thing. There were certain angles on there where <laughs> the, what, the angles they did do. Well, the angles they absolutely were phenomenal. Yeah, but you know, lower card feuds. Mm-hmm. It's week one of a build. It's you know, and I, I'm, I'm I thought it was fine. I miss these days where it feels like we're you know the WWE put the most effort into. Like how I remember wrestling to be when I was watching it as a kid, WWE wrestling, and that's you sort of knew the structure of of feuds. So when they went with the when they went with the grain, you're like, oh okay, they're going with the grain. This feels natural. But when they go against the grain, you're like, oh my god, it's unpredictable. It's like a lovely way to riff on the same structure of something. And now you've got like you know you've got the seeds of the build here, and because all the matches have pretty much been announced, mm-hmm. so you've got four weeks on both brands to build. Yeah. I think where we're going through the match card yesterday, or like the sort a of proposal, I think there's like 14 matches currently. Like if you include Owens and Zayn with Shane in some form, mm. like there's 14 matches on this card. I'm telling yeah. you, man, they've got to start doing it across two nights. And uh, well, maybe Shane will face Dolph Ziggler. Maybe, that's another that's one. Another one. It's it could be. Mm. Uh, so next up, we had Sheamus versus the Miz Taraj. I liked how Miz. Introduced Miz TV with Mr. Raj aren't here, they've got a match next. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I, just made, I was like, huh, oh, you explained something you didn't just 
drop. I thought oh, they've dropped the whole gimmick. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Mr. Raj were out next for a match against Sheamus. The idea being if they beat Sheamus and Cesaro, they'll go on to WrestleMania. Was uh, that part of it? Not that I recall. I don't know. It's that, the I tag was, team division. I think it was just an, it was the next step in Sheamus beating the entire yes. tag team division. Although you know, apparently they're protecting the Miztourage because mm. they didn't get beat here uh, because all of the other teams from the Raw uh, roster came running down. Which leads me to, I suppose, my only question from this: Battle Club's not a thing now, is it? Doesn't seem to be because they haven't come out with Balor in mm. ages. Balor is not associated with them. They're not wearing Balor Club stuff. They're just wearing their Gallows and Anderson stuff. So, yeah, I think the Balor Club was a, just a two-week experiment. Yeah, that's um, that's just faded away. That that was over. Yeah, but well, you don't want things to get over now, do you? Mm. That's we want to do the total opposite of that. I speaking of Balor Club and things fading away. I watched a promo that never made it to air. Some YouTuber just uploaded it, but it was obviously before the four-way last chance match before Elimination Chamber. And it was Gallows and Anderson talking to Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy in just front of a promo screen. It was hilarious. And they're just just riffing off each other. I'm like, why isn't this what you do in your promos on Raw? Because they're making movies, man. Uh, they don't make wrestling shows. They make movies. It was so and funny. movies have scripts. Carl Anderson, repl- like, interacting with Woken Matt Hardy is so funny. Because, he go, what is it, man? The, the Lake of the lake of Submersion? And, and uh, Gallows is like, no, man, it's the Lake of... And he used the wrong word. And Matt Hardy would just... Everyone's going at 11. <laughs> you know, it was really good. So, yes, this... Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro were disgruntled afterwards for being beaten up by the whole Raw tag division. As you'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, they did look like a bunch of sore losers because they'd all been beaten quite fairly by Sheamus and Cesaro. It's not like they always cheated to win and are bragging about yes. the fact that, that you know they can beat everyone. They've beaten everyone cleanly and now everyone's just like, you know, pushing out their bottom lip being like, oh, no, I want a title yeah. match and beating them all up. I, just, I actually felt sorry for Sheamus and Cesaro here. And it just, like, having having the Raw tag division out there, it's just like, wow. Oh, God, it's a bunch of dorks, isn't it? Yeah, Gee. and it's a shame because some of them should not be dorks. Yeah. But Revival, Galanderson, you know, even Titus Worldwide was hot at the start of the year, but, but they just all, they've all been flattened out to to opening acts and jobbers yeah it's really sad uh so Seamus and Cesaro are complaining to Kurt Angle about this and they even tease a superstar shake-up they say there's a superstar shake-up coming up soon I've heard yeah after Mania yeah we might go to Smackdown which is interesting because it was WrestleZone who reported it was going to be at the first brand exclusive brand joint pay-per-view after Mania which is Backlash Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I I always think Two, a week, two weeks after Mania is the best time to do it. Yeah, although it does um, add... Because if you do it at Backlash and you build up all these feuds and then do a superstar shake-up in Backlash, that could actually add some more stakes to championships. Because mm. it's like... Where are they going? Where yeah, are they going? Yeah, like, yeah. If, yeah. if someone's challenging for the United States Championship but they've already been drafted to Raw, can they win the belt and then take it with them yeah. to Raw? And I think that could, that could add some real like chaotic nature to each of the matches. I, I agree. That, that would be really cool. Hope, um, last time they had the opportunity to do that, they didn't it was the cruiserweight division was going to go to smackdown that's right yeah before survivor series 2016 baron corbin bollocks it all up by Mm. interfering uh so yeah kurt booked instead of that he said well i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure you get a mania match we're gonna crown the number one contenders in the battle royal now they didn't say that was going to be the main event did they but it was Mm -hmm. and it was you know 
it ended as quite a fun main event, but it's not some. You know, they didn't really build it as must-see TV at you, the end of the third you hour. didn't have any other stars to trundle out, I suppose. You'd already done Roman, you'd done Cena, so Braun's your last star mm. that you can, you can cart out, really. That I was expecting, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that was really fun. I wonder what they're going to do for the Ronda segment at the end of the show. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was waiting for a so, Ronda. Oh, going to overrun after yeah, Strowman. Yeah, exactly. Triple H and Steph have got to have their yeah. thing. They're the main event with Ronda. And, I was just, and when it ended, I was like, Oh, okay. That was the main event of the show. I thought I I would have loved to have seen when it was announced. I would have loved to have seen Rollins and Balor as the main event. Make mm. the IC title feel really big. Have some Miz to Raj interference on the outside. Yep. Uh, and they can go. You know, they can both go. Just book them for a seventy-five minute match. <laughs> Next up, we had Elias in the ring. There was a Symphony of Destruction recap. WWE. I feel like we complimented WWE so much on their video packages. The other episode mm-hmm. that they've because they watch this of course obviously they're just doing more video packages <laughs> it's it's freaking a third of the shows at the moment you've got three hours to fill brother you got to fill them somehow <laughs> they've worked themselves into a video package brother <laughs> damn it so after this symphony of destruction recap it shows uh it opens with elias in the middle of the ring with a spotlight and a neck brace yeah because curtis axel's lost his gimmick and I'd, he starts to play, but then he stops and he, he walks off saying, this is your fault yeah. to the audience. And I feel sorry for him. So I love Elias. <laughs> I love Elias. <laughs> so there are a lot of people, excuse me, that think that we're going to get Elias as Braun's tag team partner. I would not WrestleMania. object to that. I mean, I, Elias needs something. Yeah, it's like I, well, battle royal. Well, I'm, other than the battle royal, it's like him and Rusev are the sort of two guys I'm looking at at the moment. <laughs> like, man, I wish you guys had much more to do at WrestleMania yeah. than just be part of the uh, the the gimmick battle royal. Um, and but yeah, I mean, him as a tag team partner would be good. But I mean, I'm more into the idea of it being a two on one handicap match with Strowman on his own, or another popular piece of fantasy booking. James Ellsworth. Oh, that's great! I love that idea. Braun Strowman brings back James Ellsworth. Yeah, that's so good. Because it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's going to Braun. I, I really like Braun and Elias having to be tag team champions, and them having to coexist. But it is a comedy act, and do you want Braun Strowman to be a comedy act? Mm-hmm. I, I think he can do it very, very well. But is that the best use of one of the hottest stars in your company? Yeah. So next up after... Oh, no, we have Braun Strowman next, which he was doing a a promo of I still don't have a WrestleMania match, which was a theme on this episode. A lot of people were saying that, of course, John Cena, Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, so he's going to find one, setting up what came up later. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Finn Balor beating Seth Rollins in a SummerSlam 2016 rematch, the one that was set up by Miz TV earlier, in a good match, but a finish that I loved. Loved this finish. Mm. There was a really nice striking <coughs> sequence they had as well. It was quite New Japan-esque. Um, but, and, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the finishing sequence of this is when uh, Seth Rollins was going to do his superplex into the Falcon Arrow, but just as he stands up to get the Falcon Arrow in, Balor rolls him up and pins him as a shock pin out of nowhere. Yeah. Really, really cool and inventive ending. I, I dug it. Uh, so... It's usually we we don't like surprise roll ups, mm-hmm. I, but sometimes I don't know why things work when they don't elsewhere. Maybe it's because the whole match was really competitive. I don't think I've ever disliked a surprise roll up. I dislike distraction roll ups. Oh, distraction roll ups are annoying. Oh, I mean like, I mean we saw it with Carmella and Becky on SmackDown. 
Uh, Becky takes most of the match, but Carmella just gets a roll-up at the end and wins. Maybe, we see it all the time. Maybe it's because we buy into Finn Balor as like, yeah, he could definitely pull that off. Yeah, because it, fe- it felt like a smart thing. Like, yeah. Balor had scouted Rollins' offence. Yeah. He always goes into that after. It's almost worth playing a bit of possum to get the superplex and then, because then you know you're going to roll him up. Exactly, because it's, it'll be the last thing that Rollins is expecting at that point. He's an autopilot. Yeah. He's just going to transition into the next move. I really liked it, yeah, I but really I, liked don't, it. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so inconsistent. <laughs> uh, after that, we had <laughs> oh, the announcement that, and you predicted this uh, a while ago. Well, they were going to do a, an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but for the ladies. With, with less Y chromosome, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, it's going to be the fabulous Moolah mm, Memorial yeah. Battle Royal. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't tie this in with Women's History Month. I don't know why. Because you have to do another video package later on. For, for someone who's not involved in wrestling. Well, when we, we said this, I, we, yeah. we're not going to talk about these things anymore okay. because yeah, we're not going to talk about them. I mean, I'm not 100% certain that the Gandhi lady wasn't involved in wrestling she could have been involved in wrestling i don't Just drop it ollie I, it's not it's not that important it's not that important what is important though is this battle royal now this battle royal is like a <coughs> i don't I mean, I, okay is this a good thing it's a good thing in that people get a payday people get on the card you know women who haven't got any feuds get on the card they get a payday and you know wonderful but it's bad in the sense that I think that there is this kind of sort of toxic mentality of everyone has to get on the card. Oh, this is your problem with it. No, no, no. And, oh. then, and then we'll get, and then that's coupled with the fact that they are uh, using the fabulous Moolah to kind of like mm. uh, using her name to be like, because this will now be a yearly thing, which means we have to have the dis- this discussion every single year. And it's not a great, I, I was, yeah, it's, it's not a great thing. WWE love to memorialize morally complicated human beings. We've got the Mae Young classic, the accusations. Of, well, I didn't think they're accusations. These are, these are charges uh, from from a long time ago. Is that Mae Young used to sleep with married men? Uh, nothing wrong with that for, from a legal standpoint. But then she would beat up those men, rob them, with the idea that they wouldn't go to the police because they were married. Yeah. Uh, that with, of course, the Ultimate Warrior Award. Warrior yeah, has yeah. a long history of saying very, very nasty things about a, a lot of people. A lot of people. Very, very nasty things. Uh, and yet his award is all about, like, dying kids. Yes. The, sort of, the sort of kids that he used to say really nasty things about. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got Fabulous Moolah, who, by all accounts, I'm not, you know, I don't know, I've heard the stories, but I, I can't give you an exhaustive list. But she... You know, the, amongst the many accusations are she held back women's wrestling for a good half century. She would, you know, shoot, beat people up in the ring, and she effectively pimped out. Yeah, I was going to say that, that. That's kind of the worst of it. Is that she, she used to sell women. You know, she used to um, sell women, and, and with the sending them to promoters. This is all alleged. Obviously, this is a lot, a lot of yeah. claims. Though, but you can just just search it. You yeah, can you find can just, the interviews. Well, and here's the thing. So the story is that she, you know, she used to sell women to promoters. With the idea was that you'd have to sleep with the promoter or sleep with the wrestlers and the girls didn't know about this and when they said no it would they'd often end up sleeping with them against their will it, it's a lot of really really dark and nasty stuff the high irony of all this and what i i just never can fathom about this company because this company is very good at rewriting their own history 
uh, very good at just saying like here is history and people watch that and and just say like cool that that is history mm. the monday night war North docu- korea the one the monday night war documentary the first one they did after wcw first closed is an incredible rewrite of history but a lot of people watched it and was like that's how it happened mm. that's all how it went down and this one here is that they always said like okay why can't china go into the hall of fame why isn't this the china memorial battle royal and their argument has always been oh but if little girls google her name they'll see that she did porn but it's like well if they google fabulous moolah's name they're gonna see a whole lot worse yeah like i mean i know there's no pictures or videos but it's still really bad stuff yeah this is uh and and it's not it's not confined to dirt sheets anymore a lot of national publications have picked up on this yeah. and this controversy the mirror tabloid in the uk have done it i think uh, a few american outlets have as well so it's it's uh it's short-sighted it's you know it's it's pretty pretty despicable but it, overall. It, it's wwe's I'm, I'm gonna i'm trying to think what their mentality is and i think this is their mentality the majority of the people watching don't know mm-hmm you know, there might be even people watching this video that don't know. And people who are watching this video are hardcore fans. They're the people that are super into wrestling. So if you say that there's a portion of this audience that are watching here that don't know, then that means there's a very small minority of people that know all this dirt, these dirty secrets. Which means the wider majority don't know. And they can just buy into WWE's version of history where all the women wrestlers sit down in the moment and talk about how great mm. she is and what a pioneer and trailblazer and history making and all their other buzzwords they want to do. At one point, Bailey said in this video, I grew up watching her. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, you didn't You didn't grow up watching her at all. It's uh, that they made a really good comparison, Brian Alvarez did on the Wrestling Observer oh, yeah? Review, where because... Fabulous Moolah did come back in the Attitude Era with Mae Young, and they she won, won the she, she won, won the, the title off Ivory, and uh, that was so Bailey would have been around ten around that time, so she could have grown up watching that one nostalgia run for six months. But that's like, six months. I think it was only a month. Oh well, there you go. And it's like saying, oh yeah, I read, I watched. Um, I don't know. I've, it, well, he's Dave Meltzer said it. Oh, it's like saying I watched Buddy Rogers when oh, I don't was Buddy Rogers. Yeah, but I think Buddy Rogers was yeah. before his time when I saw him be a manager in the 70s, (laughs) like two decades after his prime. Probably got the names and uh, dates mixed up there. But yeah, and like, I mean, are these female wrestlers from today in this video package... I want to know what they think about having to say this stuff about Fabulous Moolah. Well, it's you're sort of paid to do it, I suppose. It's <coughs> like uh, there was an episode. This really struck me actually because I've only just watched the episode. There was an episode recently of um, Dave Gorman's Modern Life Is Goodish. You ever seen, mm. you ever seen yes, that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If uh, you fan US uh, watches, it's a comedian. He does like PowerPoint presentations about sort of odd things from around TV and the internet. It's a very funny show. But he was doing um, something about uh, from a show called I Love the 70s where he had uh, Paul Ross and Pat Sharp and um, someone else um, sit around talking about this um, perfume advert from the 1970s that were saying quite racy things for the 1970s and talking about like, oh yeah, my mum used to wear this or my aunt used to wear this and I, you know, someone said like, oh, I'll never wear that again because it absolutely stinks, this, that and the other and then Dave Gorman reveals that the perfume didn't exist. It's we made up the perfume but these shows are designed to be, you get these people in and it's a producer's trick when you say like, oh, do you remember this thing? And they go, and they actually show the footage of it. And they said to Pat Sharp, like, do you remember this? And he goes, no, I don't remember that at all. And it's like, can you try remembering it? 
Wow. And, then he, and then he just goes into a spiel because he's been very well trained to be like, oh, I remember this. The advert was this. Can I, you know, they watch the adverts like, is this happened? This happened? This happened? And mm. then, but we as an audience watch that and we just see Pat Sharp remembers this. Yeah, here's your line. We need it. We need this kind of line yeah. for the video package. And I feel that sometimes mm. with WWE video packages where they sit down and it's like, oh, they were a trailblazer. They did this. They did that. It's like, you don't mean any of what you're saying. Tick. tick you tick. said that word. Yeah. You said this word. But we just need to get these sound bites in these videos yeah. so they're probably saying it glass-eyed not buying it not probably just on autopilot it might have even been about a different person they might have Again, asked her, dropped it in they might have asked her about trish stratus or lita yeah bailey, well which bailey did grow up watching well this this started a kind of women's hour maybe because you had that you had ronda rousey's featured appearance in a video package she's got one on smackdown as well yes uh, she gets one on every on fast lane they love the video packages She's of one of their them. highest paced guys I guess and uh, then we had Asuka coming out to talk with Charlie Caruso this is an in-ring interview about Asuka appearing at Fastlane the previous night and Alexa Bliss comes out with Mickey James who has gone from you know from babyface to sort of cardboard scenery to Sami Zayn, I'm a heel now, walking down the ring looking all cocky. She is just all of a sudden has gone back to Mickey James in late 2016. I'm a heel, yes. I'm with Alexa Bliss, and we're best of friends. Yeah. Like, and it was, what a weird transition this has been, where the, like it's WWE just going like, forget the stuff that you saw previously, this is what is happening mm. now. But I thought, I thought Bliss was really good here. She said, the reason you challenge Charlotte is because it's smart. I don't blame you because you can't beat me and you've got the streak. You want to protect it. It's so great. Yeah. She's really, really great, man. The performance T- was very good. Tenth yes. best wrestler in the world. <laughs> Keep telling you. And uh, like uh, Asuka, Asuka, what did she say? She said, no, I, I didn't challenge you because I actually like competition. Yeah, I want to challenge. And, and Bliss, with perfect comedic timing, great heel thing to say, was there's a language barrier here. Yeah. And it was clearly what she said. And this was, uh, I mean, that's that's really the sort of tone you should have struck for Nakamura and Jinder last year, mm-hmm. rather than openly mocking stuff. Rather than him. Hasn't he got a wacky face? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Asuka had a really good line, I thought, to to beat, and they've repeated it ad nauseum since, <laughs> to be the woman, you've got to beat the woman. Taking on Ric Flair's old mm. moniker. But like a, a, a it's really, it's like, nice. Yeah, yeah it's, especially it's, with the women's revolution marketing guff. Yeah, it, it really is. really well. I liked it. Uh, so then Alexa says, well, I've got someone you need to face then, ask her if you like competition. And she pointed to the Titantron. Nothing happened. Obviously meant to be Nia Jax. Uh, so James has a match with Asuka. It's a pretty decent match. Yeah. Asuka sold her a leg injury. And there was a... She was outside for a long time. I was like, they're not going to do the count out last. <laughs> yeah. you know, I knew they weren't going to do it, but I was invested. So I popped when she got back in. Yeah. Mickey James, sunset flip powerbomb off the top rope. Yeah, man. This I, is the match I wrote the most amount of notes for. I'm just yeah. looking at my stuff. I actually forgot about that sunset slip. That, was, that was really good. Yeah. But like, there were, and as much as I was really into this, <coughs> and you were into this, the crowd were not. So they started chanting for Rusev Day, they chanted for CM yeah. Punk. Yeah, crowd were not massively into it. Yeah, why, yeah. Would, why would they be? It's a shame. It's, you know, it's middle of, middle of Raw. <laughs> we're like, we're well into our third hour now. Yeah, Mickey taps to the Asuka lock in the end. Uh, Alexa Bliss doesn't stay around to help out her new heelish buddy, Mickey. She just storms off. Mickey was uh, super annoyed about that later. Oh, no, 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 she wasn't because she's, <laughs> because she's a cardboard villain. Sorry. And uh, so Asuka versus Alexa has been booked for next week, which I, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. 
continuing the women's hour, we had Nia Jax backstage and Alexis saying, why didn't you come out when I introduced you? And she said, well, Kurt said, I've got a match, so I should stay back here. I said, okay, that's, that's cool. And they talk and Alexis like, you're my best friend. Nia says, I love you. Love you too. Gen- uh, you know they genuinely mean it because they are best friends in real life, mm. IRL. And they hug at the end. And I thought that segment was good. What happened with all the Enzo stuff? <clears throat> because when Alexa and Naya would have their segments together, they were awful. <laughs> yeah. It was Enzo coming in that would be the, the star of the show. But any interaction between Naya and Bliss, despite being best friends and very funny in real life. Well, it's because, like, that's that's. You know, it's scripted nonsense. Hmm. This is stuff that it is scripted nonsense, but it's stuff you can draw real emotion out of because they, you know, they've probably had these sorts of conversations in their, you know, in in IRL, so they can sit there and talk about how they really, you know, mm. they're, how they're best friends and how they love each other, and it's just it's really nice. What I would have liked to have seen though is. I, I wanted to see a hug, but I wanted to see the camera pan around so you could see Alexa Bliss's face looking mean and maniacal, Ooh. being like, <laughs> That is so popular 101. Oh, I would have loved it. It would have been so great. You ever see uh, on Harry Hill's TV Burp? And he'd do a compilation of all those shots in soap operas when so- then two people would hug and then one face would just go, <laughs> like, they've, <laughs> like they've remembered something sad after being happy before the hug. Yeah. And he called it the... I've left the oven on face. <laughs> It'll be a montage of all these. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they shouldn't have done that. It'd have been too much. Oh, but no, I do, I think, I do oh, like that. I think it'd be like awesome. Uh, it's like when when Austin used to hug McMahon, like when Austin turned heel mm. and he used to love hugging Vince. And he used to just have this look on his face that was just like wide-eyed dead stare of just like, I'm hugging Vince. <laughs> God, Austin. Austin... <laughs> so good with comedy <laughs> it's amazing it's really under yeah you, people don't really talk about him because he's good in so many other ways but that's it it's like because everyone <laughs> have, you know we're all free to admit that the austin heel turn was the wrong thing to do at that time however like when he was injured and kurt angle was injured but they just did backstage segments for the three of them with vince mcmahon and they were just riffing and just making stuff up <laughs> it's like the invasion was happening but all i really wanted to see was these three idiots mm, acting mm. like it was so funny so it yeah, was great really good uh, so, so I'm, I'm just remembering. I could go on for ages about those segments. That's so back to Let's back to this. Back to Nia Jax because this this segment was. I thought this was wonderful. Mm, I thought this was really good. really great. So Nia after oh so we we've missed out a segment. It was Women's History Month. It's Women's History Month now. Indira Gandhi is the inductee there are into WWE. It's fine. There are things Women's that happen. Month. There are things Wonder that what's going to be next month. Um, I don't know. Well, actually, I'm more like, wonder which women it's going to be, or which woman, I should say, is going to be next week. I can't wait. So Nia Jax goes out and kills it's a local really wrestler. It's funny how much these bother you. I just think it's... Uh, I'm not going to go into it again. I just think... <laughs> it's it's a TV... It's So I, I used to work in TV near the scheduling department, not in front of camera or anything, and I think this is the exact sort of thing that everyone will just go... We need a we need a theme for this month to like just make a theme for all the content that we're going to put out. Like we can have Kardashians month. I feel like this is a we need a thing. Oh, there's oh there's like a there's this Women's History Month thing that some organisation have involved. Let's all jump on this and we can turn it into a theme. Can make loads of content for it. And now everyone's buying into it. Like oh, it's really important that we have this month. Probably not. I mean, people are gonna. Why am I even talking about I was this? Say, man. Why am I even? You set me off. You set me off. How did I set you off? 
Nia killed a local wrestler. <laughs> I've written down called Jody Kid. I'm pretty sure that wasn't her name. <laughs> no, was that her name? No, it was. I, I was it say. wasn't. I think it's similar. So after the match, though, uh, after Nia, really good squash match. Mm. The the Titan Tron comes on, and it's just Alexa and Mickey sitting backstage or sort of standing backstage in the dressing room area, mm-hmm. and they're just really nastily mean girls they were style being mean girls they were being proper mean girls they were being what this was you, and you've seen this in teen movies all the time mm. when you think you your lead character is best friends with someone but they turn out to be a mean girl and they are in the bathroom stall and then the mean girls walk in or maybe they're not friends maybe that they've done something and then the mean girls walk in and be like oh my god did you see what that person did out there and they don't know that that person is in the yeah. stall crying because they've like their feelings are being hurt oh i can't believe she did that with that guy it's it's every high schooler's worst fear yeah. it seems come to life I I, I love this feud. Mm. I, I really, really do. And like I thought you know, Mickey was very much, she was a, a cartoon villain in all of this. She was a cartoon mean girl, I suppose. Yeah. But Bliss was really good. And then you had that moment. Bliss when was really good. Bliss here. was really, really good. Where essentially she she monologued herself into revealing her diabolical mm. plan. And that she's, she's you know, using Nia Jax. And then, uh, was it Charlie Caruso? Yes. Yep, Charlie Caruso walks in and was like, oh, BT dubs. That boom mic is on. Um, so, yeah, I think Nia just heard all of that. I, I like I like that because... I've written here, kill them, Nia. <clears throat> yeah, midway through, I was like, this is good, but why is it on? Why is it on the Titan Tron? Well, and then when Charlie Caruso came in and said, oh, the, the mic's on, so everyone can... Nia's probably heard this. I'm like, oh, okay, they explained it. And then I thought about it. I like, but, but but why was it why was it being broadcast? No, they did say because Charlie was meant to be there to interview uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, and she was late for that interview. But because that was where the scheduled point of the interview was meant mm. to go up, yeah. the camera—it's a live show, man. It's live TV. It's like we're live, pal. Which means you should be able to be more dynamic and responding to things that aren't scheduled happening Vince is busy with other things mate I know I'm nitpicking (laughs) Vince is dealing with Brock Lesnar stuff he hasn't got time for this I just you know I'm booking this on the fly here why can't Mickey James have set this up because actually she doesn't like Alexa maybe she is and she's maybe maybe they'll retroactively add that in Uh, I I thought it was ill-explained but it was a very good performance and segment and I liked all the stuff Naya is furious she runs backstage and absolutely destroys that room Alexa had such a nasty line in this where she said she's as dumb as she (laughs) is big yes I was like oh that's a horrible thing to say can't because you can't say the the F word can't say the F word no but I think it makes it worse when you put it when you do it the other way no I think if you said she's an FB (laughs) an F word B word I think that would be extremely worse I was going to say an FB what a Facebook yeah Facebook you call her a Facebook Facebook. I'm going to call you a a Facebook (laughs) Uh, of course that's not what I think that would be a nasty thing to say that Bliss is saying yeah Uh, so Naya runs in there Bliss and James hightail it out of there and Naya starts screaming and destroying things. Charlie Caruso's there. I wish she took out Caruso. Oh, that'd have been great, yeah. Like, why can't she just throw Caruso into the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, Ollie we, Davis, we, endangering workplace safety. I don't, like, <laughs> Renee, Renee Young, Young didn't get beaten up by Roman Reigns. <laughs> 
Charlie Caruso didn't get beaten up by Jax. If Ollie Davis ever books a promotion, don't get a job as an interviewer. You're yeah. going to get thrown through something. I think. What else are they there for? Do to we... hold a microphone <laughs> yeah. and get thrown through stuff. Uh, it's I amazing. Mean Gene made out alive, really. Yeah, because you know that you, you would you would never want to do a, a male on female interviewer violence angle. But you know this is women on women stuff. I think that would, I would have liked to have seen. Charlie Caruso. Bearing in mind that Nia Jax is the babyface. So? I like badass babyfaces. She's a monster. She's a monster face. But she's a sympathetic babyface. I wouldn't book her like that. So, next up, but I did enjoy the whole thing. I don't want to be too down on it. Ultimate deletion preview. There was a line in this when Bray Wyatt said, His words mean nothing. And I was like, You've got that right. Yeah, pot kettle black. (laughs) Yeah, mate. Uh, But this video package really did confirm after Matt posting stuff on Twitter, but. You know, he teased a lot of stuff for a long time, which never happened. But the video package did show Senor Benjamin, Rebbe Sky, Vanguard One, and Matt and Rebbe's children, Lord Wolfgang and King Maxwell. Cool. We're getting Ultimate Deletion next week. Next which I, week. I thought it was going to be a mania. You thought it was going to be on Raw, so hats off to you, sir. Hats off You're to welcome. you. You're uh, welcome. Bray White, yeah, then he said. He threatened that something was going to happen to to them. I I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, really curious. And then they cut to Kurt backstage, <laughs> who is confused as all hell. And and he's he, such such a good line delivery. This is le- not as good as they cost ten million dollars. But it it was it was there. He just he's looking down at what I don't know. He's really close to the camera. And he just goes, "I knew Bray was crazy, but what happened to Matt?" We've, we're like four months into Broken Woken Matt now. You'd think that Kurt would be more on top of these sorts of things, but, you know, he's yeah. a rubbish GM, as they all are on Raw. Anyway, I thought Kurt's delivery of it was very enjoyable. But Kurt then said to the ref, this was really good. This bit, this bit yeah. was great. He, he said, um, they're going to have the match, so can you go down to the Hardy compound to the referee to officiate? And the referee just, you know, these referees <laughs> that very rarely get to say anything. And he just goes... Have I done something, something wrong? wrong. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Yeah, which was good. And I thought the last time, they should let referees talk more often. Yeah. Because the last time they did it was for Big Show Braun. And it was the video package about the ring breaking. And they had the interview with the referee. Yeah. And I, yeah, I really like that. Can I make a prediction for um, uh, Ultimate Deletion? Yes. I think he's um, Bray Wyatt is going to get thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation and come out as Husky Harris wearing a Nexus t-shirt. Oh... That is really good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. It'd be difficult to do because he's got a different haircut. But um, even if he just gets thrown, maybe if he just comes gets thrown in and then comes out wearing a Nexus T-shirt. Mm. Yeah, that would be really good. Well played, Luke. I also wonder if we're going to get um, Harper and Rowan in there as well. Not as the Bludgeon Brothers, but mm. as like almost Wyatt family stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Braun Strowman, why stop there? Why stop Hurricane there? Helms will probably be there as well. I think. <laughs> so the main event was the Tag Team Battle Royal, uh, and Sheamus and Cesaro are out for commentary. All the tag teams are already in the ring, and I'm there thinking, what a what a weird way to end Raw. I mean, I kind of I like that they're elevating the tag belts to a main event position, but. This feels say, a very lacklustre, undermining way to do it. For a second there, I thought you were going to say this is a good way to ele- elevate the tag team division. I was about to say, hmm. No, no. So, I mean, you and I talked about this yesterday. But So the tag teams are all in the ring. None of them get entrances, but the bar get entrances. And then just as the match is about to start, Braun's music hits and Braun comes out. Crowd explodes because Braun is here. I Wonderful. really like 
that. Yeah, yeah. wonderful stuff. Because no one was really <laughs> expecting Braun to be like to come out for this match. So Braun walks down and he just shouts, "Ring the bell!" And in his brilliant booming voice that he has, because he's a wonderful, wonderful cartoon character. And then they have this this battle royal match where all the tag teams are fighting, but Braun's on his own, kind of throwing people hither and yonder, and this, that, and the other. So you and I talked about this yesterday. And I am very much in two minds about this. Mm. One of my minds is going like, this was brilliant. Because it was Braun being Braun, and he was just... He did a raw spot. I always mark out for a raw spot. I, I, you know, I loved everything that was in there. But the other side of my brain is going like, well, the tag team division is worthless now. Yes. Because should Braun win the titles at WrestleMania, which I imagine he will do... Who's his challenges? Hmm. Because none of his challenges look credible now. Superstar shakeup. I mean, a, a Bludgeon Brothers Braun, Braun Strowman feud would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, mm, actually, yeah, maybe Ooh, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, cooking on gas. Like it. So, uh, yes, I, I completely agree with you. And it is. This is both awesome and stupid at the same time. It's. It's uh yeah. It's not a home run for everything but the, there's there's a huge cost you might you might have got to third base yeah there's a huge cost to making Braun look this cool and it is the expense of five tag teams yeah and not like it's not like the tag teams were going to do anything anyway they've already lost their luster way before now they're all in the battle royal yeah it and it was such a shame that the revival again to just see them be thrown out not even by Strowman can't remember who. They, they, no, I, mean, I can tell you exactly who the Revival were thrown out by. The Miztourage. Mm. Of all the teams, the Revival were thrown out by the comedy geeks that get beat up all the time. I've just written, like... And F- the heels. Heels and heels. FNL, so. lads. Like, you, you're, you're done. Like, there is no coming back from this. Mm. Just, like, being completely obliterated by the Miztourage. They're lower than the Rhino and Heath Slater. Into, you mean uh, Bo Dallas? What did, what did I say? Well, no, no, it's uh, Coachman got the got, oh, yeah. got, uh, Rhino and Bo Dallas. Yeah, he called up. him Rhino, didn't he? There was a great line in that bit where Michael Cole, like Coachman just said under his breath, it's bad camera work. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, now you're blaming the cameraman. Yeah, you're burying the cameraman now. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the revival. If you, you just look at all the NXT call-ups, and I think the revival are probably up there with Bailey in terms of how do you how do you muck this up? How did you get this wrong? This it was incredible to mm. see how bad it but you know, they got injured twice, you get that label put on you, you you're done for, really. So uh Braun won the whole thing eventually by launching Carl Anderson over the top Didn't rope just? uh onto a bunch of people after shouting, I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah. So it was awesome, and then Braun like Seamus and Cesaro are petrified at the top of the ramp. Braun mimes breaking a bar in half, which I really liked. Uh, yeah, I, I like you said, really, really good, but also it comes at a very big cost. It's a SmackDown review, Michael. I love it. We got us a flying Uso. I was quite looking forward to SmackDown after Fastlane, and I've got to say they did deliver overall. Yeah, you and I said mm. yesterday, just before we left, that it's. It's the first time in, I'd say, almost six weeks, maybe, that I was going to yeah. wake up on Tuesday morning being like, oh, I'm actually really excited to watch SmackDown mm. and write down my notes and review it. Because the show has been treading water for some time. That fast lane roadblock really, really did. I mean, I enjoyed mm. the show at the end, but that's only because the, the guys and girls worked very hard to make it a good show. Because the build was absolutely worthless and creative clearly didn't really care about it. But now that Fastlane is out of the way, 
we can just look ahead towards WrestleMania now. We've got four weeks of where we should get some really great build. And there was some great stuff on this show. And we can finally start to build to AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. We don't have to be like, ooh, AJ in the authority figure storyline or John Cena's match. Finally, AJ and Nakamura. So AJ comes out and he cuts a promo about, you know, they said I wouldn't do it. I was against all the odds, but I still retained. Uh, I never really bought into the fact that he wasn't retaining. No, I always thought he was retaining. Yeah, yeah. so I, that, that didn't that bit didn't connect with me as much. But there was a really nice ad lib to the crowd where the crowd are chanting, you deserve it. And AJ went, no, I earned this. Yeah, because there was that story that a lot of wrestlers hate the you deserve it chant mm. because it sounds like you're given this because we well, deserved it. Whereas, like, no, no, mate, I've earned this. Yeah, yeah. I've earned to hold this belt. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can get them out. And uh, I, I like it because it fits within my perception of AJ's character, which is he is, you know, he's an egocentric face. Mm-hmm. He's he's full of bravado, and he'll fight anyone who challenges him, uh, sometimes to his own detriment. But he, it's because he genuinely believes he's the best wrestler in the world. And that, I, li- I like that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. I uh, really like that. Then Nakamura comes out and they sort of, you know, they're going to fight at WrestleMania. I would like to, and I think this is about um, Asuka later on when we do this. Uh, and because they were both on SmackDown, I'd like to think that this could happen. I would like to see all promos done to build this feud now be done as sit-down promos backstage mm. where both of them can talk in their native language and be subtitled. Because it will just seem even more... AJ. Yeah, even AJ. I want Subtitle him to him in Japanese. <laughs> exactly. I want this. To, I want them to be more natural. I don't want them to be force-fed these lines just because that's the way that WWE do things. You need to adapt sometimes, and I think that'll be a much better way of building up this feud. Uh, that's really nice, actually. I, yeah. I could definitely go for that. Uh, so but that's for that's a Triple H thing. Yeah, Rusev comes out next. A huge pop from the crowd, and it's to face AJ. I thought for a moment there. I thought. Oh, Rusev, because he faced Nakamura at Fastlane. Maybe it's going to be a like a three-way bit for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, but- well, actually, you say that. I mean, we'll talk about it at, at the end, I suppose. Uh, it was here I, saw, I spotted a support WrestleTalk sign. So thank you Get very in. much, you two have had that one. Thank you very uh, much. So, But yeah, seeing Rusev come out, it's like, why is he not in a title scene? Oh, is... <laughs> Why is he going to be in the Battle Royal? Why is he not in the US title match? Yeah, I mean, I like those three guys in there, mostly. Um, Mostly. But, man, Rusev should be there. Mm. God, he should be there, 100%. This was was a pretty good match. Uh, Rusev's kicks are great, particularly the one to the side of AJ's head. And AJ made that look awesome. I... like a sack of potatoes. Love the way Rusev carries himself around mm. a ring. He just, he feels like a star. He feels legit. He's so good. Does he look a bit smaller to you? I wouldn't say smaller. Because he's still got his wide, short shape. Mm. But I just feel like he's not as wide as he used to be. Mm. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe you've been watching too many Otis Dozovich matches. Uh, down in sure, NXT. yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. As wide as he is tall. Uh, so AJ... Gets the calf crusher on Rusev in a really nice. Yeah, I liked him hold. like holding onto the ropes, yeah, and AJ yeah. had to really yank him off. Oh man! But speaking, so that was reversing an accolade, and he got him yeah. through it into that. But man, speaking of, I'm going to divert for a second. Submission holds. Zack Saber Junior versus Tetsuya Naito in the New Japan Cup, which is going on right now. Have you watched that without me? I watched a little clip of the th- oh, of, uh, right. a submission sequence. Yeah, Saber Junior, incredible. Just he's got. He gets Naito in a in sort of like a calf crusher thing. Can't remember what it's called. And Naito's going crazy. 
but he's, he's trying to kick Zabe Jr. off him, and as he does that, he gets him into a stretch muffler with the other leg. Nice. Ah, oh, Zack Sabre Jr. submission wrestling is... It's something else. Well, let's watch that on lunch. Yeah, let's do that for lunch. It's a date, man. And we'll uh, review that on Ramble Club, nice segue, uh, which you can find on our Patreon page. But this match had no definitive finish. Aiden English ran in and broke up that calf crusher for uh, Styles to get the DQ win. They beat down AJ and then Nakamura, who was at commentary... Seemed like he was thinking about what to do, ran into save. Sort AJ. of took his time to get in. Yeah. So I, I said in the SmackDown review, I wonder if he's going to play more of the heel role in this babyface versus babyface fuse. So mm. you can, like, so AJ will be the ultimate babyface in there. Um, but I was curious about this because you said, like, are they going to put Rusev into this, you know, for the next three or four weeks or whatever? If, if Rusev isn't being inserted into this somehow, somehow or some way, why didn't AJ just beat him clean? Because you could have done AJ beating him clean and then both of them beating him down afterwards for Nakamura to make the save. Yeah. AJ not pinning Rusev, to me, suggests there's still more to come with this. Huh, maybe. Maybe. Because we didn't get a definitive answer. May- I, perhaps I am just clutching at straws mm. because I want them to do something with Rusev Day, but maybe. Well, it's... But where where would it go? Like, even if that is the plan... It doesn't go anywhere. No, unless it becomes a three-way at Mania. That's a dead end to Mania. This is a three-way at Mania. <laughs> you wouldn't even... But you don't even want that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, but it wouldn't be really funny Oh, if, my God. Okay. Yes. I say, it's really funny because the, w, the WWE Universe um, wrestling fans have been complaining that yeah. WWE might screw up AJ versus Nakamura by making it a three-way. If they put Rusev Day in there, which people like, are people still going to be really mad? Or are well, they going to be it. really happy because Rusev Day's in there? No, I think it's like, you like Rusev Day that much? Well, then fine. <laughs> Here he is in your favourite singles match. <laughs> We've made this a triple threat as well now. It's triple yeah. threat mania Chucking Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? They'll, they'll win qualifying matches or something. So Big E was next. Serious. Big E. Big serious. Right, this uh, this whole thing was my favourite segment yeah, on the show. So, Big E is backstage, and he's super serious. Big E, and he's kind of, and he's uh, been speaking to a Dasher, Dasher, uh, someone Dasher, um, and he's doing this promo with Dasher, and he's like, he's not with Woods, and he's not with Kofi, but he he's just like super serious. He just seems legit mm. pissed at what happened at Fastlane, and he's like, usually I'd come here and I'd be full of jokes. We'd be pulling pancake, uh, pouring pancake batter into Corey Graves's car. But those guys, they hurt my brothers, and like they, you know, they'll be back soon. But for now, I'm gonna go and get my revenge on them. And then Jimmy Uso walks in, and he's like, "Hey, man, look, Jay's not here either because they've hurt them. Like, let's work together on this." And we get almost like this dream team yeah. of uh, Jimmy Uso and the new, the new day and the Usos team up to take on the Bludgeon Brothers. And like, they didn't even do the oh intro. It was just the new day music hits, and Biggie just walks to the ring. He's not doing dancing. He's not throwing pancakes. He's not swiveling his hips he is deadly serious it's a complete change i loved this so Mm. much and i wish more wrestlers would do this when you're in like this blood feud this feud that makes you really super angry (coughs) but you still do your regular entrance anyway shame man does it all the time with his little shuffly shoes like mate you're meant to be annoyed and angry just walk to the ring and i loved this and then the match was great yeah jimmy uh jimmy was taped up as well but i mean that's what i liked biggie and jimmy were not only serious they were selling injuries from the previous night just having those two when they just came together like that it was i knew it was going to happen it's batman and superman it was so awesome still no it's it's 
Batman and Joker. It's Superman and Lex Luthor. Maybe. Because, you know, these are rivals teaming together. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yes, so the match was Biggie and Jimmy, Bludgeon Brothers enter with their hammers, so Biggie and Jimmy get chairs. Yeah. They don't care if this is a sanctioned bout. They just want to beat the other team up. But then Bludgeon Brothers get on the on the apron and they get in with their hammers. And the referee brilliantly is like, nope. nope. And <laughs> runs out. It. And that just like, I was like, it's got a reel here. This yeah. is a, it felt like an actual it was a nice touch. chaos, uh, moment of chaos. And then they just went at it and cut to commercial, come back. We're in the, in the actual match. Tom Phillips, Todd Phillips, sorry, is saying... But it took loads of people to get these this match started and get them apart. Yeah, loved all of this, and it was a fun big guy match. It was short because it, you know that's what the story dictated. Jimmy and Biggie uh, are injured, so they don't lose they don't lose anything by losing. Uh, and the Bludgeon Brothers win relatively quickly and beat down uh, Biggie outside afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it, and it's yeah. really this is this is good. This, this is, is really great good. Stuff. This it's building up to be my most anticipated match for WrestleMania. Yeah. It yeah, really it is. is. But yeah, WrestleMania, yeah, not the whole weekend, but... Yeah, not the whole weekend, but for WrestleMania itself. Yeah, wow. Uh, really looking forward to it. In the middle of all this was AJ and Shinsuke backstage saying some more WrestleMania stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then after that, we got a Sami Zayn interview with Renee Young, and Sami said he blames Kevin Owens more than Shane McMahon for his fast lane loss. Yeah. Nice little wrinkle to it. And, uh, you know, they, they do these two interviews where, it, I, I said this in the review, where it makes them feel as far as apart as they possibly could be. So when they come together at the end, it's a swerve. Mm. Um, Charlotte and Askin next in, uh, I would say this was, was it the worst segment on SmackDown? It no, was, it was joint. no. It was, it was down there or joint. Yeah, maybe. it wasn't good. It was like the total opposite of the Biggie Bludgeon mm. Brothers stuff. So I didn't mind Asuka's stuff. I thought she because she's so animated in the way she delivers lines. Charlotte's promo material was so bad, it was so scripted, and she read it really disinterestedly. Yeah, like usually she's quite good. Well, she's she's okay with the material, but this was. Ugh. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of this at all. Um, it's, it's funny as well because basically she was saying that she was excited to face Asuka. I was like, you don't sound it, love. Yeah, and there was that line like. When I go round the world, people always say two things to me. Congratulations, Charlotte. And are you going to face Asuka? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. who cares? And this was after... It was it was intriguing when Asuka came out on, Sm- on Fastlane because Charlotte was smiling and then she'd... then But then she'd be grumpy and angry. And I like the angry Charlotte more. Like, what are you doing here? I'm going to beat you up too. But here it was played up for respect we're just going to do it because we're two baby faces it's like, i don't want that i want everyone to hate each other and it's and it's two weeks in a row now as well where a charlotte segment has just ended really flatly where she's been inter- interrupted by the united states champion of all people like it's and it's it was just really weird because the segment didn't really have an ending Asuka's music played and she went to leave and then randy orton's music hit and then they disappeared because randy orton's coming out for a promo next yeah i I mean, either this was done as a joke against all the people who made fun of it last week, because there was no how, payoff. How meta. Yeah, there was no payoff. Got to pop the boys in the back, haven't you? <laughs> and uh, I was like, is Randy going to RKO one of these people? Yeah. But no. So Randy just came out to talk about winning the US title, and it was Jinder Mahal 
versus Bobby Roode. Randy had a really nice line in this where he said that he's a, a there's a very small list of people that can claim to be a Grand Slam champion, and that's a list I actually care about. Which mm. made, made me think, are they ever going to do the SmackDown I Top 10 again? that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what their whole feud was based mm. around. Only that one feud. Um, which I had such high hopes for. And they just, you know, yeah. made me not care. Good work, guys. But yeah, and then, uh, so Rude came out and he said glorious. And they, he asked for his rematch at WrestleMania. And then Jinder came out and he was trying to stir the pot between them again. Led to a match between um, Rude and Jinder. Five guesses how this one ended. A Singh brother interfered. Mahal won with the Coloss. Yeah, and then Orton hit Jinder with the RKO afterwards. I like Jinder. I really like Jinder like, at yeah. this level. He just seems... He f- feels like he's hit his stride. He's confident. He looks like he's having fun. I think he knows this is where he should be at the moment. He, I think he always felt a bit unsteady that far at the top when he was champion. Yeah. Uh, but here, here he's... I really like Jinder at the moment. But when Bobby that- Roode can do one. Jesus, coming out the night after, two nights after you lose your title, when the guy who's beating you is in the ring and you're smiling, doing all the glorious shtick. Got no time. Like, screw Bobby Roode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done with him. It's, it's... And not him as a part. I know he's being booked that way, but it's making me hate Bobby Roode. Another one. How can you screw up Bobby Roode? He's got such good entrance music. And he just like, it, like he was showing these heelish tendencies at mm. the end of Fastlane. None of that was on display here, which is just it's really, really annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was funny as well because when RKO hit Jinder with the, well, when Randy hit the RKO on Jinder, uh, I think it was Corey Graves was like, an RKO from out of nowhere. I was like, well, we all saw it coming. It didn't really feel like it was from out of nowhere, mate. Yeah, especially the recent gallery of RKOs from out of nowhere. Which were really good in January. Was it January when he was? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't make it something that you just say whenever he hits an RKO because mm. then when he does hit them out from nowhere, then it won't feel as special. When he hits them from somewhere, yeah, exactly. You don't from... need to say from out of nowhere. No. Next up, we had Kevin Owens backstage, and Owens said he was angry with Shane. Why was he even at ringside for Fastlane? An uh, excellent point. There was a comment that was left on our Fastlane review that really made me laugh mm. when it was like, "It's obvious why Shane was there." he had a spot later on where he was interfering and I was like that's not a reason uh, I really like the delivery from Owens here mm-hmm. I, I forgot uh, sometimes I forget how much I like Kevin Owens because the storylines he's in are very lacklustre but this was I just had a moment I was like man I love Kevin Owens he's yeah. really good he called himself the rightful champion mm. he should be standing here right now as the WWE yeah, champion yeah, this definitely. was great stuff uh, next up we had Carmella taking on Naomi this was the worst segment of the show I really like Carmella's uh, ring gear though yes we're, we're sort of joined at the moment through through clothes through leopard prints yes but it was a nothing match it had a nothing finish it built to nothing I liked the the sequence where Naomi had all the spinning kicks come out of duck 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 and then hit her with a knee yeah uh, short match yeah you it's obviously going to build to the mo- they they put it over on commentary about the fabulous Moolah Battle Royals. Yeah. I thought that's where they're going for WrestleMania because they also had a, a video package for the uh, the Moolah um, Battle Royal. I was at this point here, I was like, huh, still going with that name? Then they're mm. just you know pissing into the wind. We're just ignoring this. We're we're just going to oh, they're not changing it. They've exactly, they, it. yeah, they're not changing it now. Yeah. Like we can do change.org things as much as we want but I think we're sticking with this name unfortunately but there were tweets afterwards from people talking about how excited they were about it including 
some possible announcements for the Battle Royal, mm-hmm. including um, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane and Peyton Royce. Yeah, because they said it can be from any brand, right? Raw, SmackDown yeah. and NXT. So that would be exciting. Yeah, so that would be nice. So to watch them get eliminated unceremoniously, like Hideo Itami yeah, all those years ago. They'll get seven minutes of TV time. Mm. It'll probably be cut from the DVD, which means they won't get any royalties. A fitting tribute to Moolah if ever there was one. Luke. Yes, mate. Uh, we we spent an hour on Raw. Mm-hmm. We're on the final segment of SmackDown, and we've only done it for seventeen minutes. Maybe we should do this for Raw. Try and get through it in seventeen minutes. Are we? People are going to be. <laughs> no, I think you know we've got an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of the split for Raw and SmackDown, we haven't devoted as much time to smackdown yeah i don't know was there enough to say about it though like i thought it was a really good show i enjoyed it but like i thought it was a really good show but there were only three key moments of the show Mm. which was aj nakamura at the start the um biggie stuff with the bludgeon brothers and the usos and then this final segment this show very much sagged in the middle um you know a lot of talking short matches not really a whole lot to say in fact, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, I haven't seen back the footage yet because I, I haven't got the review back from editor, but I almost feel like my SmackDown review will feel the same way, where mm. it's just like the middle portion of the show. Sags in the middle. Sags in the middle. There's just like Saxton in the middle. There's just not much to say about it. Uh, yeah, put more Chad Gable on. Where was my weekly Chad Gable match? Where's my shush? Yeah. Where's that? I like Chad Gable. I love Chad Gable. So Shane McMahon came out for the main event segment, and he has... You know, he sort of explains stuff a bit. He's, you know, my actions uh, on Sunday were wrong. And because of that, I'm going to take indefinite leave as commissioner. Daniel Bryan's going to return to SmackDown live this, next week. This was so funny because yeah. scripted out, crowd chant yes. But the crowd didn't chant yes because they wanted to see Daniel Bryan there. The crowd aren't going to cheer because someone you are paid to see is going to be there next week when they're in a different town. So, like... What were they expecting no, was going to happen? It, I mean, because back in the day, you could get huge, huge pops just for announcing people. Yeah, but not if you're going to say, like... It's not just because no one cares about this story. Then, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's people who are just like, Daniel Bryan is going to be here next week when we're in a different town and you're not going to get to see it live. I, like, So a crowd aren't going to cheer that because like, I don't get to see that. I actually got a message from someone on Twitter today. It was just like, I bought my ticket for SmackDown Live. It's the first WWE event I've ever been to, and I was really excited to go. But at the end of it, I felt kind of shortchanged mm. because I didn't get to see all of the people on SmackDown, which is certainly one way of looking at it. I would say, you know, I would say go to house shows anyway because house shows you do get to see everyone. But yeah, I, I, so I'm amazed that they thought people might cheer for this because Shane even went. No, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was not even doing this. Terribly. Because it, it was scripted out to be mm. that way. And that's what happens when you script things out. Well, another part of the script was uh, Shane making one more match before he took indefinite leave as commissioner. And he booked Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens for WrestleMania. And this brought out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to shout at uh, Shane McMahon for, for doing this. And Shane's like, you should be grateful. I'm giving you a singles match at WrestleMania. That's what literally everyone has been talking about for the last month. They all want their singles matches. John Cena doesn't even have one. Yeah. And I just, like, Shane saying this was like, what an entitled, that was, yeah, really, arrogant prick is was, coming across us. It really was. just like, you should be so grateful you're even on WrestleMania. Yeah. Because WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals. It's yeah. the grandest stage of them all. You should be thanking me. I'm giving you the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> Surely they've earned... I thought the idea was that you earn job opportunities. You don't 
you know, give them out to people you want to screw over. Yeah. Uh, so but then, again, again, shame at man. What the hell? He he's the heel that is the baby face somehow. Yes. Uh, but then uh, <laughs> there was a line, and then Shane, uh, Sammy, and Kevin attack Shane, and they just they beat him up. Nope, they didn't. Not first. They attacked him. And then, then Shane, Shane McMahon made it, made it, got the better of them. Yeah, he did make a sweaty comeback and beat them up two on one at a disadvantage. I forgot <laughs> how much that irks me when Shane McMahon, untrained, <laughs> mid-40-year-old man, mm-hmm. overcomes two full-time professional athletes. Mate, he went toe-to-toe with The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. Like, you know, of course he could take on Kevin yeah, Owens and Sami Zayn. It's Zane. not making me any less angry. <laughs> it's not making... It never makes me any less angry. It's like the more they do, but they, they've done it loads of times. It's yeah, it's making me angrier. So that this did get this did turn out very good. He out wrestled uh, AJ Styles last year at WrestleMania. Yep, in a straight wrestling match. Uh, so Sammy then hits the halluva kick. Kevin Owens hits the pop-up powerbomb. They go on further. They take Shane outside, wrap a chair around his neck. beat up referees first. Referees came down to stop that, to stop this madness. Beat up the referees. One of those referees, I saw that it wasn't on TV, I don't think, but they threw him out. Mm. He flew, like, well over the ropes. Apparently the picture looks amazing. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, and then they they grab Shane, and they put the steel chair around his neck, similar to what he did to Jericho. Maybe, oh, no, Jericho's on tour. I was going to say maybe Jericho could be the partner. Mm. And then they ram Shane into the ring post with the chair around his neck. Shane starts selling it like he can't breathe. You said that you were... Not here. I was not here. It was when they did the other one. Not here. And then they took it, they dragged him backstage. I thought it was a really cool visual. Mm. This was really good. This was all really good. Dragging him backstage, dragging him through Gorilla, and then did another powerbomb onto... I don't really know how to describe this. Metal stuff. Yeah, it was like... It was like folded down scaffolding, metal scaffolding. Yeah. Looked like a ladder, but only a, sh- a small part. It was backstage equipment. Yes. Unspe- metal crate thing, I've Unspecified read them. backstage equipment, and they powerbombed him onto that, and then he sold it like he'd really legit hurt himself. It was almost like the Xavier Woods selling from um, mm. uh, Fastlane. But this, okay, this is where... I, I mean... It was good. It was good selling. And I've, I've I've read a lot of people who have said, well, actually, when you really hurt your ribs and you break your ribs, it's a weird sensation where you can't close your mouth and you're still trying to catch your breath. So you can't grit your teeth. And it it does produce this weird ah, 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 sound. Yeah. And that's kind of what Shane McMahon was selling this like. He was just on the floor after this going, oh, oh. And for a moment, I thought... Is Sami Zayn making the noise <laughs> to mock Shane McMahon being in pain? And then I watched it back and was like, no, that's Shane McMahon. It's definitely Shane McMahon. He's still making the noise. Wow, this is this is about a minute of him making the noise onto the onto the gurney to stretch him out. Ooh, ooh. And I just it's kind of similar to the main event of Raw. I liked it, but it was also stupid. Yeah. In that, like, yeah, I just I liked it, but I can see it was stupid at the same time. If someone went, well, that sounds stupid to me. I'm like, I can't argue that, actually. Yeah, no, I can't argue but that. I but did, I did like it, actually, overall. I thought it was, in, it, it certainly grabbed my attention. Yeah, and you know what? It, it really sets up uh, next week's show. Because mm. next week's show now, Shane's not going to be there because he's indefinitely, like, he's taking a leave of absence and he's injured. And Daniel Bryan is returning. How will he deal with How that? How will he deal with this? What will this dyna- this three-way dynamic be? Yeah. I'm actually genuinely really looking forward to next week's show, and not just for more Bludgeon Brothers.
Apologies, we only spent 25 minutes on SmackDown. It's just, yeah, it wasn't It's a, the way enough. the cards fall. So, uh, what are you, you going to go for? Vote in the poll above our heads to say which show you preferred. God, it's tough. It is a tough one this it week. It is tough. Two goodies. And I think I'm going SmackDown. Interesting. I think I'm more intrigued by the current SmackDown storylines in terms of the Shane, Daniel Bryan, or at least the Kevin Owens stuff, because they're now back to being best mm. friends again. They hugged at the end of the show. So... I'm more interested to see what happens there next week, as well as the Bludgeon Brothers stuff and maybe what they're going to do with AJ Nakamura and Asuka versus Charlotte. Those four feuds, or those four matches set for WrestleMania, I'm actually quite really, I'm a bit into. I'm really excited to see where those go. But over on Raw, I'm excited about the triple threats the, um, uh, and the, for the Intercontinental title, and I like Braun. But, and I, I kind of am excited to see what happens with Brock and whether the, Vince is going to get involved. But I think I'm more intrigued by SmackDown next week than I am Raw. I, so I'm, I think I'm going to go SmackDown. I'm going to have to agree. I, li- I like the John Cena stuff. Uh, I like the Braun Strowman winning, although it came at a cost. But yeah, the thing I'm most into right now is is that Jimmy Uso Biggie team up Super to take team. on the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, and th- what that that's going to lead into the Triple Threat, presumably a WrestleMania. Are you surprised? Um, obviously, we need to give a bit of time so people can mm. find the poll. Are you surprised that the Cena-Undertaker match is going to be built up on Raw when it probably could have been built up on SmackDown? Mm. Because Raw's got... It could turn up on either, though. doesn't have to well, be. Well, I'd like to think it will, because I assumed the reason why Cena was like, oh, I'm going to go back to SmackDown, find my opportunities there, was so you could put Cena and Undertaker on SmackDown and pull in those ratings for those two being on that mm. show, as opposed to putting them on Raw, where they're not really needed, because you've already got Brock, you've got Ronda, you've got all the other big stars. So SmackDown really could have probably done with that. Yeah. But, you know... So come on then, hit us with your spoons. Hit me with your spoony talk. So I can't play the spoons. No. Sylvester McCoy can. Can he really? Yes, uh, the eighth doctor. Eighth doctor? Eight. I want to say eighth. Do you want, okay. Do you, shall I try? Well, to play the spoons? <laughs> no. You, okay, I'll do it, Luke, if you want me to. <laughs> I, will, I will name all Doctor Who actors in order. Well, I was going to say... Don't, so, don't make me well, do it. I'm as, gonna, a, okay. as a bit of context for people who may not know... Turns out Ollie's a massive Doctor Who nerd. Well, um, did you, were you a reader of the Doctor Who magazine back in the day? Back I was. in the day, yeah. Uh, because my neighbour had all of he was a bit of a nerd, and he had all the old Doctor Who stuff on video cassette recorded off telly. Mm-hmm. So I would watch those, and I was transfixed by it as a kid. This was before the revival. This was like five years after the show finished. God, you're such you're a Doctor Who hipster. That's it. Yeah. And then when it became all cool and hip, and you got girls walking around conventions dressed as David Tennant, <laughs> I was like, why the you guys when I was a teenager <laughs> come on it's because they never cast anyone as handsome as um, David Tennant yeah do you know what so, he's known as in the uh, the TV world no David Tennant really oh, so I've heard why well, he played Ru- Casanova rumour you know word on the grapevine I've never heard that have you not wow it's like uh, Liam Neeson um, mm. who was uh, once described as uh, the size of a two litre Evian bottle blimey yeah that's uh, I'll make you weep. <laughs> so I'll make uh, a whole okay. week. William Hartnell, right? Oh God, I've I've built this up too much. Yeah, I, I might can, have a brain fart. Can you actually do this? Can you do? I this? did it once. I won a see. This is one of my crowning moments in my life. I won a quiz by ordering, like, naming them all. Uh, where in was order. where was this quiz? It was in a wedding. 
At a wedding? Yeah, wow. How old were you? That was a rubbish quiz. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a rubbish wedding. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Um, it wasn't really a wedding. They got married in the States, and then they came yeah. over and did this barn thing. Because you have to make it official. Uh, yeah, and they were, they, were, they were my girlfriend at the time's drama troupe. Whoa! And, uh, wow! They Theatrical. Th- mm, they thought it would be funny to to do a a whole set of like air guitar. No, no. This is coming back to me now. It was painful, and it was a it was a pirates and old west themed. What a random theme! Yeah, I know. I think they just threw everything at the wall. Apparently, so because you know she. I assume she got the nice wedding thing over in America, and then this was sort of his thing. And so he just, yeah, did all the stuff he wanted to do. And it was an ego trip. And I'm sure it was very fun for him and his friends. But for every other single person who was there, as maybe a plus one, <laughs> it was absolutely... I, God, waited so long for food that day. I was so grumpy. I can um, imagine. I mean, that's. I think that's enough time to divert the fact that I can't... Patrick Troughton! <laughs> okay, <laughs> William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton. John Pertwee course who uh gave birth to the other one then it was tom baker then tom it, baker then it was colin baker is that right oh god i've done this for a while colin baker peter davidson sylvester mccoy was the seventh hopefully well i was gonna say there were people if he was the seventh there are gonna be people who are listening oh, to the start I of this going like one. he read the doctor who magazine but he didn't even know who- the comics as well yeah christopher eccleson obviously david tennant matt smith uh, Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah, there actually haven't been that many, have there? No, Peter Capaldi. But you see, he would be number 11. So I didn't watch the recent ones because I, I, I hated the run near the end of the most recent series. Well, that was old. Uh, What's-his-face's fault, wasn't it? Um, um, what's his name? The showrunner guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mer- no, not say Stephen Merchant. But that's very unfair it's to Stephen just, Merchant. It sounds similar to that. Yeah. And, of course, there's a war doctor as well, William Hartnell. Damn it. Oh, well. But you've missed off one. The new doctor... Oh, the lady. Yeah. She hasn't debuted. Oh, no, she turned up in the Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know her name? Lady Doctor. <laughs> it's Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Look at me. I could have passed this quiz. I could have got at least four of them. So today's spoon <laughs> is... Where did we get to on the spoons? Can you remember? Um, we did Cutty. Um, oh, we did Dematisse. Yes, we did. But Which means it's a dessert spoon. Dessert spoon's boring, though. Everyone knows what a dessert spoon is. Yeah. This was what sparked all of this. Just a tablespoon. Well, no, no. Oh, that's a right. A tablespoon is a tablespoon. Yes, and then there is such a thing as a dessert spoon. A dessert, no, a dessert spoon is what we all use to like eat cornflakes and stuff. A tablespoon is a massive spoon that is five millimeters, five milliliters larger than a dessert spoon. Wow. So whenever you get like a tablespoon measurement, you, you, you're underserving yourself. You're doing it wrong, mate. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it wrong. You could just do it better. Jeez. By doing it right. I'm sorry. This is a... What a mind-numbingly boring end to the Well, I don't know. I think I've, I've rather enjoyed you failing at naming all the doctors, <laughs> considering you were so proud of I being able to I, do oh, it. Oh, that's <laughs> the most frustrating thing, because I built it up. I met Sylvester McCoy. I got him to sign my Dalek videos as a 24-year-old man, <laughs> because he was doing a charity gig at where my mum had a hip operation. <laughs> <laughs> I only went... It was a sponsored walk. For you didn't go, you didn't go because walk. your mother had had a hip operation. No, and you were trying no, to no, no. no. And my mum was like, well, Stephen McCoy's uh, had the... Uh, Stephen uh, McCoy? St- uh, Sylvester McCoy has had, you know, he's the patron of this hospital. <laughs> he's going to be leading the walk. And I thought, he's doing the whole walk mm. so I could 
quite easily walk up to him. Oh, whoa! He <laughs> was my favorite. I grew. That was the one I grew up yeah, with. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that was the most videos that the guy would lend me. Uh, apparently, he's not considered a great doctor. Oh, really? But, what well, in, in sort of like amongst I the Hoovians? Really like him? Yeah. Well, he's you know put him against Tom Baker and all the yeah. All the you, I think we might have had this conversation before about going to the Doctor Who experience. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. You, yeah. you weren't as impressed. Well, I thought. It, well, I mean, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, mm. so like none of it really was made for me. Like, you know, if I went on a Ghostbusters experience, then everything there is made for me, and I'd be like, this is great. Mm. But if it's someone else had gone on there who's not really that into Ghostbusters, they'd be like, no, nah, it's fine. You know, it's yeah. it's it's, all, it's okay. You said the museum bit at the end was very sparse. Oh, isn't it just? It's in a yeah. massive warehouse, and there's not a lot there. I think it's closed down now. Oh really? I like I like that. I like seeing all the costumes and mm. all the bits. Although I will say, Wales is a very fun place to go out for a night out. I spent uh, New Year's there once, and oh, it was it was atrocious. They've got a place called Chippy Alley. Yeah, I was going to say Chippy yeah. Alley, where they, there's just wall to wall chip shops open mm. twenty four hours a day. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, so yeah. stiff competition, I suppose. If you, you'd be, you know, you're you're playing a big game if you're going to open up a chip shop down Chippy Alley. That's what it's like in communist countries. Because you'll have all the photo shops next to each other, all the hat shops next to each other to sort of eliminate competition. Mm. So maybe that just that little bit is actually a communist chippy collective. Maybe. I suppose it's a bit like uh, walking around London. Well, there's a Starbucks every three shops, well, I'd yeah, say. But, but then you've got a Nero's every, <laughs> every other, other one. Every one, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I, so that New Year's, after going out at the Oceana, which is... Uh, oh, that, just the name. An, I'm, an I'm, enormous I'm, chain It was. Clubs. We, we had one in Portsmouth when I was a student just like that I went there once never mm. again yeah well they, you know th- there's a lot of choice because you've got the cheese room and the R&B room and the rot indie room so I'm just between the indie and the, the cheese room and uh, you know we stayed out relatively late we're walking back to our, our hostel and our friend was just lying in the road who'd left two hours before us and we're like you're right Johnny and he would, yeah, yeah, right, guys. And he just got up. And he was just lying down, looking at the stars in the middle of the high street. That's very odd. Yeah, I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know what he did. <laughs> I already brought it up. Uh, okay, so iTunes reviews. First up from Ginger Scooter. Where is the seven star rating? Welcome to my Wrestle Ramble review. I'm Ginger Scooter. As much as I miss your handsome faces, I'm stoked to have a podcast that I can listen to on my way to, during and from work. I'm going to pause briefly because Luke wants to talk about how much he likes the word stoked, I assume. Oh, no, but I, I don't hear it very often and I, I liked when it said. I would imagine that Ginger Scooter is among our age group. That, yes. that, that would be my guess. Makes it much safer. <laughs> how so did I'm, you know? Because I felt you. <laughs> I've, I'm re- Even though I'm reading the iTunes review, I, and I, I read Stoked, and I just felt you, like, ch- your body posture <sighs> changed. Oh, I heard a word that makes me think of the 90s and 80s. <laughs> it makes me think of the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, makes it much safer so I'm not tempted to lose myself in your eyes while driving down the interstate. I'll save the Wrestle Talk videos for when I'm dropping a deuce. <laughs> Fan of the Wrestle Talk and the Jibber Jabber. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Ginger Scooter. Thanks, Ginger Scooter. Speaking of the, uh, the late 90s and early 2000s, mm. uh, my, my wife went away for the weekend. She went over to her grandparents. I was funny enough in Wales, in Carmarthen. Um, no, Caerphilly, sorry. And um, uh, I, so I was at home alone. 
So I watched uh, the Belko Experiment, the uh, James Gunn penned uh, horror movie, mm. which uh, yes. people really didn't like. I thought it was actually pretty terrific. I really Everyone, enjoyed it. It's the uh, everyone's in that. The office block. Office yeah. block, yes. Yeah. And they're all basically just, you've got to kill each other. Mm. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. It's very dark and it made me quite uncomfortable at times, but for all the, like, in the best way possible. Mm. It's weird. I don't like James Gunn stuff that isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't like Scooby Doo? Uh, oh, did he do which one? He well, wrote, yeah, he wrote, I mean, it's, yeah. not, uh, it's not incredible. No, well, his original draft was an, an R rated movie. It was meant to be mm. much darker, and then the studio rewrote it um, to be a family friendly kids' film. But what, what's like super. I think is, yep. is Mrs. Mrs. The Mark, uh, Eight Legged Freaks. I'm not particularly I attached love to Eight Legged Freaks. I think Eight Legged mm. Freaks is a terrific movie. And obviously, I'm a you know I like uh, his trauma stuff. I really like Tromeo and Juliet um, and his, and Toxic Avenger Four. Um, but anyway, so I watched oh, yeah. that, uh, and also watched Jackass Three. Wow! I revisited like my teenage years. I was obviously a bit older when Jackass Three came in because I was like 2008. I think. I think I, I was. Ever seen Jackass Three? It's very funny at the start, but it peters out a little uh. bit towards the end. It's amazing watching it this time round because all I could see was Johnny Knoxville loving everything, and then everyone else around him being like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Mm. Like everyone's face has just got this look. It's just this abject look of, "I'm done. I'm too old for this." I'm, I'm yeah, like particularly like like Bam Margera and Steve-O they're just these faces just like I don't want to be doing this anymore like why are we like, I'm contractually I'm I'm here because of a contract mm. I don't really want to be doing this anymore and I can't wait for it to be over it was a contract thing they were signed into I would, three I, movies I would have thought so yeah. Um, but it, it, but it, you know, I I did get a bit of a chuckle, and then I watched some of the old episodes, and um, yeah, it was just really nice to go back to what a simple time that was for for making TV. It's great fun. Uh, I I mean, I watched both Man on the Moon and Jim and Andy, which are the the actual film Man on the Moon about the life of Andy Kaufman, the comedian. And Jim and Andy, which is a documentary about the making of that film, where Jim Carrey sort of went crazily method to get into the Andy Kaufman role. And it's so much wrestling's involved because there's the famous Memphis angle with Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked one bit about that in all the rambling we've done since. Maybe we should save that for the next I'll episode. save that for Saturday. Because there was um, uh, Jerry Lawler who used to cut promos about that film once he got back to Monday Night Raw mm. whilst they filmed it because he did not like that film at all and uh, did not like the way that Andy Kaufman was portrayed. Yeah. And he kept threatening on commentary to, to talk about like cut a promo on the film and talk about Jim Carrey and then it never happened which just suggests to me that Jerry kept saying to Vince Vince I want to do this and Vince was like no nobody, nah, I care. nobody cares I yeah it's fascinating I'm not 100% convinced that Jerry Lawler isn't working everyone with Jim Carrey in honour of Andy Kaufman mm. if he is even dead see <laughs> uh, Hunt Tet see Hunt Ch- Chunnet, Chunnet, Chuntet writes top notch podcast, best wrestling podcast around. Not true. Out of the many, I only listen to two. There you and go. of the two, this is the only one I listen to every episode. Keep up the great, <laughs> consistent work, guys. And then he's done a lot of star emojis and he's given a six out, six point five out of five stars. Well, thank you very much, C Huntnet. Thank Huntet. you, C Huntet person thank well, you yeah this is usually where um you would start to hear the music fade up mm. um because the outro is going to kick in but i'm actually going to close this episode with the ducktales theme once yes. again because i think that's the only way we can really round out this episode well we'll see you on uh, saturday for just some news and mailbag chit chat yes and we will see you then i love you <laughs> flying off the top rope here in
in Swaft Nation. Predictions and reviews, it's the ramble. Might get a cheap pop, you'll never press stop. Wrestle Talk, woo! Every day they're out there making Wrestle Talk, woo! Tales of Raw and SmackDown and some random talk. We'll wonder Ollie lurks behind you. The Fishmonger's out to find you. What to do? Just tune in to some Wrestle Talk. Woo! Every day they're out there making Wrestle Talk. Woo! Tales of Raw and SmackDown and more Wrestle Talk. Woo! Not TV talk or movie talk. No Wrestle Talk. Woo! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.